Hey, hey, Zade here with another episode of Drama Quest. Joining me today is none other than the famous, excellent adventurer, Quarkin. Uh, Quarkin is a longtime EverQuest hardcore raider. He was in Triality, he was in Realm of Insanity, and a number of other guilds. He's also really well known for his content creation. He, he had some amazing YouTube videos. He was the first player to solo Lord Nagafin and Lady Vox. Um, honestly, I could go on all day, but instead, I'll just pass it over to him. It's, it's all yours, Quark. What's up, Z? Hey. Nice to be here, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Like I uh, was telling you, I am happy to support anything that's EverQuest related that is, is like this, something outside of the game. Yeah. It seems to be more of that happening now. Yes, it's finally. You know, I yeah. think it's like a, a generational thing. I think the tools are more accessible. Like, yeah. Uh, I remember you talking about when you made your first video that, that really popped off, you hosted it on your website. Cause like YouTube didn't exist mm -hmm. and like your, your web admin was yelling at you, that kind of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we had a, um, that was with the, uh, Technoverse, um, Nagafin video. Yeah. And, um, we had a, we in the guild I was in at the time was Promethean order. And mm. we had a guy in there who worked for Yahoo. He was like a, a higher up in Yahoo <clears throat> and he offered to host it for us, you know? Yeah. Thinking that, you know, he had unlimited bandwidth or whatever the perks are of being a higher up in Yahoo. And right. after a day or so, he, he had to come to us and he had to take the video down. Right. And he said, it's like, oh, my God, we got it. It's something happened in China where they downloaded like a million times. The video got like a million downloads in China oh, for some reason. Shit. Yeah, I know. There was all types of speculation about why that was right down to like, well, they they have a history. They like dragons in their old history. Maybe it has right. to do with that. <laughs> some cultural like touchstone with the dragon i i don't know why but it, it it like blew up there and we crashed some servers in yahoo or something and then we had to get it mirrored at like odd can what was it oddcan.com and a couple other websites that don't probably exist anymore that's awesome yeah but the community so, came around and supported uh us by mirroring it everywhere can you can you walk us back in time and talk to us about how you first got started in EverQuest? Like, how'd you find out about it? Oh, sure, yeah. So, I had a I had a buddy who was big into Ultima Online, and okay. I had, like we're going back right where there's even like um, multiplayer games weren't even a staple, right? right. We're like still mind blowing, but not everybody even knew about them. So I used to play a game called um, Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I know it. Do you know Dark Forces? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a basically like Doom, but set in the Star Wars universe, right? So I was big into Dark Forces 2, and I used to do like a lot of modding and stuff, like build levels and skins and custom 3DO characters and stuff. Nice. And, um, I the, the PvP, like four, it was like a four-person deathmatch style, kind of like, you know, first-person shooter. Yeah, like Quake. Yeah, that was blowing my mind back then when i first saw that in like 97 that fucking blew my mind so i and and this is probably in 1999 that's my dog drinking water and um and and that was just like in 1999 i was still kind of hooked on that um that whole thing like that whole concept was blowing my mind so when my buddy like told me about ultima that was the first time i heard of any sort of like massive multiplayer sort of game and yeah. um I was like, he described a lot of things to me about dungeons and this kind of shit. And, uh, but the thing that really appealed to me was like, he, he described that like one day he sat there and like chopped firewood for 
hours upon hours. And I was like, I don't know why. I don't know why to this day, but that sounded so fucking appealing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's like so real. Yeah. It was something about, I get, you know what it was really? Honestly, it was like, it just, it just made me feel like it was a second life available somewhere on the internet where right. I could just like disappear into that. And I could do regular everyday shit and have a better existence as like some black knight chopping fucking firewood, right? Res- rescuing friends in dungeons is. So I went to I went to electronics boutique like that afternoon with him to to go buy it, and I had my fucking hand like on the game, and some some dude who was just in there as like a customer fucking grabs my hand, and he's like, "Don't don't get that game." He's like, "Get this game," and he handed me a box of it was like the ruins of Conark expansion. And he's oh like, man! Yeah, he's like, "This is the new, this is the new game." And he was like on a cell phone, which is not that common back then. <laughs> and he was like, "I'm talking with my guild right now." He goes, "The guys who fucking run the game, they're the shit. They just did some patch, and and we're going to kill some dragons tonight." I'd love to know who that dude was, but I'll never find out. But he must have been pretty high up because back then he was like talking about rate killing dragons and shit. So he must have been yeah, he'd be like one percent, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he was in the he was in like yeah, he was definitely in the upper echelon of guilds rating guilds at that time. Probably but, just ran into thought or somebody. Yeah, and I was like, I always fantasize that some fires of heaven, fucking <laughs> <laughs> some dude like like thought or tiggle or something. Yeah, tiggle. But they they intervened and they, and I'm like, I was already having like you know I didn't want to like make imp- I don't like to make impulse buys. Yeah. So I, so I was like this conflict, this super salad, Ultima versus EverQuest. I was like. I just threw my hands up. I said, forget it. I'm not even getting anything. So I left. And then it was like months later. That was in the summertime. So this was like months later and around a Christmas. And then and then I actually had a family member who was asking me what I wanted for Christmas. And I, I usually just don't put anything forward. But I was like, oh, there was this game, EverQuest. Like, if you want to grab that, that'd be shit. That'd be the shit. And then I got it. And then uh, I think I, you know, through some other christmas gift i had like a 15 i was just saying to my sister the other day i was telling her about this it's like a 15 dollar like visa gift card yeah back then you know and i used that to sign up for the subscription because when i put the game in it was like i wanted a monthly fee which i had never heard of before not even the oh. notion of that yeah you know? it was like 9.99 back then yeah and i didn't yeah it was 10 bucks and i didn't i was young like in debit cards weren't even that common we still paid with cash back then yeah. So I didn't even have one of those on hand, but I used that night and I was like, well, I'll just sign up with this fucking thing because I probably won't play this game for more than a month anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> reaching in that fucking box and getting that cloth map. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, dude, I swear to you, I, I installed many games up to that point in my life, right? When I pulled that fucking cloth map out, I fucking said to myself, I was like, this is going to be a different kind of gaming experience. I fucking felt that in my guts, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was a different kind of gaming experience because I logged in, made an XR necromancer because I didn't know anything about the classes. Nothing. Right. I didn't ever play D&D before. I didn't know what a fucking druid was. Right. But I remembered I heard necromancer in like a song before. So I was like, I'll do that. And like a lizard guy look cool. Yeah. So I did that. Yeah, it was wicked dope. And then Kabbalist, it was like dark and Kabbalist. I fell off. I didn't know what was going on. My chat box is flying. I'm trying to t- like respond to people in chat. Nobody's like everybody's like, seemingly ignoring me because right. I'm talking and shouting out a character. And I'm like insane, you know, by myself in West Kabbalist or whatever, being like, somebody help me, guys. Right. <laughs> what do I do? How do and, I uh, 
and I fell off in the, one of the canals immediately. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't swim. I couldn't get out of the water. So I, I shut the game off and that was it. And then I was done with it. I was so frustrated. I was like, that was fucking stupid. What a waste of 10 bucks. Right. And then uh, just like later, like a couple of days later or something, maybe like a, maybe a day or two later, I was telling my cousin about EverQuest the way my buddy was telling me about Ultima. I was talking about the game like I was enjoying it and playing it. You right. know, I was like, oh, it's a shit. It's like this open world and you could do all this shit. And it's just, it's like a second life, dude. And uh, he was like, oh, let's, I'm going to go fucking buy it. And I was like, nah, it's, it actually kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you shouldn't even get it. It was like, I was like, I was chatting. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, I didn't understand anything. <laughs> so he was like, well, we were, he was driving, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to electronics boutique. I'm buying it. And you're going to fucking learn how to play with me. And I was like, all right. So we went back to his house, we got some food, and we, like, read the manual out of the Conarch box, which is, like, this fucking thick, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and yeah. We just read the whole thing about, like, how to fucking get food, and when you see a body of water, sit on the edge and wait for a boat to show up, and... Right. Yeah, how to, like, loot corpses and all this shit. And uh, I went back to my house, You and then we got on the telephone and tried to figure out how to play, and unsuccess we made barbarians because they were like humans but bigger right that was our fucking logic <laughs> they look like braveheart so yeah we fucking made barbarians and then <laughs> sat in hell is trying to figure out how to attack each other for unsuccessfully uh, for probably a half an hour dude we we're on a book going like it says fucking press this for auto attack target i have to target you first you know like these discoveries oh wait i'm not targeting you and you yeah. target them still can't attack them it was so frustrated. I was like, see, this fucking game sucks. <laughs> and then I accidentally targeted a sled dog and it fucking bit me. And then I had this, I was like this epiphany, like, oh, we don't kill each other. And, you know, I never played any game that wasn't like person versus person before, you know. Right. Like player versus environment. So then that was it. So he ended up playing with me until like level 20. And then he kind of faded out. He still plays right now, though. He just, I just talked to him the other day and he, he had picked it back up like th- three months ago, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, he didn't tell me about it quietly. He just fucking starts playing. He's got like five characters going. There we go. What server is he on? Uh, he's playing on Drinnel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's where, I mean, that was, that used to be Vizel, which merged into Malin, which merged yeah. into Drinnel. So that was his home server. But um, I think he thought I still played there. But I'm on his Zegany now. It's got to be hard. Like after a while away you come back and you're like on a retail live server and just have 10,000 AAs actually like 50,000 yeah. AAs. I mean, you know, I, I kind of retired from playing like actively raiding and, and staying up to date with my character, like in 2017 ish, 2018 ish. Mm-hmm. And, um, even I've, I've gone back and played a little bit, some expansions and stuff, like usually around like the holidays, I'll go back and start getting back into it, doing the anniversary quests and shit. Yeah. And um, even I'm like, I get like, there's so many AAs and abilities and uh, fucking items and shit, like essential items and quests you have to have done up to that point. Right. It can be, it can, it puts me off. Like it overwhelms me to the point where I'm like, it's going to take me forever to catch up. Fuck it. I'm going back to P99. Right. <laughs> Got to come to the dark side on TLP, man. You know, that's, that was Triality's like r- recent you know, adventure was on, on one of the TLPs. So, and which came about because I started playing on P99 and I was trying to get my, my homeboy down off to play with me. And, uh, he was like in, in discord chatting with me. 
and he was he was like no 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 and then well yarg actually started playing with me first and then downlust down started playing with me first and then yarg played and then it just snowballed we started getting all old triality people were hopping on p99 and you guys made they, that killed uh merc right yeah yeah we were rolling his merc you know which is funny we didn't want to like tarnish the triality name by having like a soft core fucking raiding guild on p99 we were like let's not be triality because we're gonna be fucking soft core yeah you know software filthy casuals and then um yeah it went great it was super we leveled to 50 we had a fucking blast just hanging out again like how everquest is supposed to be right a couple pals just fucking chilling and doing whatever we wanted and then somebody got the notion to join a raiding guild again and we joined up with one of the raiding guilds on 99 and the first raid was like a a Vox raid and we were like mm-hmm. waiting for it to spawn. And I was like streaming. Cause at that time I was doing that experiment, that social experiment of streaming every minute that I'm on EverQuest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. matter what, just really like candid minute. I wanted to do like a fucking, you know, like a Truman show of EverQuest leveling. And I really uh, enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah. I was watching. So you have, you must be the, the two views on all those right. videos. <laughs> I remember Nobody I, else enjoyed I, I, it. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I was talking to you, man, and on and you're like, "Hey, look, it's it's Zabe, my number one super fan." And I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> you're my number only one super fan." Yeah, yeah. Nobody was tuning into that stream. I it's, thought it was going to be this, like, really, like this this cool idea, which maybe will be. History will prove it was a cool idea, but for at the time, nobody was into it, and still, nobody's feeling it. <laughs> 189 episodes of nothing. Yeah, well, it's good to have it documented. But yeah, it's, it's tough on Twitch. So how did that Vox raid go? Well, the Vox raid didn't go because the five minutes that I was sitting at the zone, I was like, one of the people, one of the officers was like, hey, somebody says you're streaming. I was like, yeah. Uh... And he's like, you got to shut that down, man. And I was like, this is fucking 20-year-old content, bro. Like, give me a fucking break. Everybody knows we're sitting in permafrost. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? So right, I just, like, I literally logged out, dude. I camped out and never came back. That sucks, man. Yeah, it really sucks because I was like enjoying just playing with my friends. And I got talked into being like, you know, dude, it's in our blood, man. We're just too competitive. We're going to want to get epics. We're going to want to get fucking gear. We're going to want. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. And this was like on on Teal or Green or whatever, one of the new servers, you know, I yeah. can't remember if it was before or after they merged. So we were trying to stay like we were on the wave of it all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We were pretty early hitting 50. Like we, we got started on it like two days after it launched, so we were trying to like stay ahead of the team, stay ahead of it, and um, yeah, and then they all kind of played for a little bit, but then that's when the Aradun came out, the TLP, yeah, and then all of that whole group of players went there into the TLP experience. You, you can rate a lot more casually, you know what I mean, with with instances and stuff. Now the problem with uh with P ninety nine is like you have ten guilds worth of hardcore players mm-hmm. and it's all on one server like back in the day you'd have like two competitive guilds on a server maybe sure it's just too much like you have to get way too sweaty yeah yeah it's a lot of poop socking trying yeah. to you know as eventually it's a it's a big funnel right to ntov and sleepers right you know you're all gonna end up there eventually yeah and like uh you know sharing that spawn cycle is sucks but I was kind of down for it, to be honest. Like, instancing doesn't it doesn't um, tickle my bits. Gotcha. I'm like, I'm down with the fucking the bat phone at 3 in the morning. 
Yeah. I'm down with the fucking, you know, getting ran over by another guild so they can steal your spawn. I, I love that shit. It is fun. It is fun. I just wish the timers weren't 24 hours long. You know what I mean? The window, so you have to sit there like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They plus or minus 12s. Yeah, the, the poop socking is the worst part. Yeah. I would never do the poop socking, but I would like to get the call. <laughs> I'll just yeah. show up and do the raid. Yeah. But I got to sit there and fucking watch a spawn point. Yeah. But I'm so I'm, bu- I'm bougie like that now. So once you got your feet under you with uh, with EverQuest in the beginning, you how how was that leveling process? How long did it take you to get to fifty or I guess sixty? Um, I'm just finding out if you. I'm just finding out now that it it takes. It took me about eight months to get to sixty. My That's first a big time investment. What what kind of like how many hours would you put in on a on a given day? Shit, dude, I was on twenty as many hours as I could possibly be. So and and I was like twenty years old then, so I was sleeping, you know, one hour a, a night. Just to fucking be able to go to school, go to work, get home, play EverQuest, literally, and 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 just catch enough sleep to not die, I right? Guess, you know, then hit the bus and do it all over again in the morning. But um, I was, I mean, I my my playtime's high right now, and I haven't played in six years. You know, like my, I think my playtime's over a thousand days. It averages out to about eight hours a day from the time that I made the character. You'd have to play eight hours a day every day till today. In order to get that play time, and I haven't played in fucking seven years. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it was heavy. <laughs> Super heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And and I started on Vizel, the server, the Forgotten server. Uh, yeah. It it happened to open on December twenty second, and I started playing on December twenty seventh. And I just I chose it like you know on the server list at random because I didn't know what the fuck I was picking. Right. So I just happened to start in a server where everybody was just starting to get going. So That's I perfect. had this. It was perfect because I had this unique experience of if I had started playing EverQuest the first time and there was already level 60s and shit in an established economy and a raid environment, it probably would, it would have been a whole different experience than, you know, sort of leveling up with everybody. Yeah. And I'm just competitive. So when I was in there, after I got the hang of the game, like you were asking, uh, probably around like level 15, I, I, was, I already immediately got it in my mind that I wanted to be the first barbarian to 60 or whatever or right. the first warrior or something because i knew everybody that was playing i knew everybody was running around everfrost and i knew that there was nobody that was there was a couple people within three levels of me five levels of me but uh me and my cousin like i was telling you about we were like we were on a single-minded mission to just you know make a name for ourselves gotcha so yeah. back then you just like you would log in. I guess you'd probably make friends with whoever suck, didn't suck in the groups you formed and then try to keep linking up with them. Or I mean, I guess I didn't know who sucked or didn't suck, to be honest. I probably sucked more than anybody else in the group. Yeah, well, I was completely fresh. for warriors pretty low, so. Yeah, I know. If I just do it, well, that's funny because I didn't learn how to mash the taunt button until I was about level 20. Right. And someone was like, try to, someone like a high pass, like explain my class to me. Yeah. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, why the fuck would I want something to hit me? <laughs> And I, and, I, and I was bragging, you know, like in the group, I was like, oh, shit, my taunt skills two now, three, nice. four, oh, I was like, you know, and they're probably like, oh, my God, this fucking kid, we get right. this warrior and he's just skilling up taunt now. <laughs> but yeah, that was when that happened. But um, uh, I wish I could go back, dude. It was so much fun. Yeah. They really got I me. Mean, the hooks in me deep, dude. That that grouping game experience with EverQuest is where the magic is. Yeah. That's the best part. It's. And you know, I, I, 
you probably if you if you follow my Instagram, you see like um, there's people in those early screenshots when in my teens and twenties and stuff who I talk. I mentioned they've they were there when I was level sixty and in the top rating guilds on the server. There was like these same people that I grinded with then. Yeah, still made it to the end. You know, like the graduating class of Azel still stuck cool. together. You know, yeah, it was really. And it's only looking back now that I'm like, oh shit, that dude was in my experience group back in High Pass when we were in our 20s and this kind of thing, you know? So I, I check out your Instagram all the time. And if you're listening to this now, you should check out Corkin's Instagram. We'll put a link in in the video description here. But um, I mean, it is insane. You'll post all these screenshots and then you have like a photographic memory of what happened 20 years ago, or I guess 25 years ago now. I don't know how you do it. I but don't it, either. It, tells a story a really clear story almost day by day of your progress which is really amazing yeah it's it's working out the way i want kind of wanted it to when i started this thing i was like i happen to be like i had this wave of nostalgia sort of hit me <clears throat> before i started this page and i was just trying to get all my screenshots in one place from all these different hard drives and shit and um <clears throat> and i started looking at them and this was like in november of last year and I noticed the first one was on January. And I was just looking at these old screenshots when with the old UI, like the original UI and some of like these little nuances of EverQuest that I think a lot of people would appreciate from who played back then. Yeah. And I love when I stumble upon old screenshots from somebody else's, some random on Google images or something, I save them. I fucking love them. Yeah. Yeah. Just seeing this random old shit. So I have so many cool screenshots from things in EverQuest like... um you know, Halloween events back in 2001, which you'll see, like, in October, you'll see, obviously. But yeah. Project M, if you remember that, when you could play yep. as, like, an NPC. I have yeah. all screenshots from all this shit because I did it all back then. And I kind of wanted to share it, but, I, you know, I have a thousand screenshots from 2001 alone, you know. So it's That's like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know really how to share it all, so I kind of came up with this idea of, like, sharing it in real time. And then I, and then I was, it sort of just like, I, I really just wanted to share the screenshot and just give a little blurb about what was happening to put it in context. Yeah. And then I started getting fucking really nostalgic as I was like typing and, and I really wanted to get the, you know, cause I put some stuff out there, like little blurbs and people would really connect with it and they would say like, Oh, I remember doing that. You know, I, or I forgot about doing that back in the day. And, uh, oh, you're making me feel so nostalgic in this shit. So then I was like, you know what? I should really feel like backfill this shit with where I was at, how I was feeling, what the impression of the game was making on me at the time. Right. You know, like the significance of EverQuest. And ever since then, it's it's really taken off. You know, people are really connecting with it. And it, it, it like fills me with such joy when somebody's says like, you know, it reminds them of something they had forgotten. It's yeah. Like, oh, that's priceless. I mean, I think it's amazing. I think when you're done with it, you should take it all and stitch together as a book. Shit, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about doing like a, just putting a web sort of repository of all my shit on like a domain, Quarkin dot whatever the fuck. <laughs> nah, it should be a book, Quarkin's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You're, you're, Maybe a talented, e-book. you're a talented writer too because like, I can feel myself back in my room playing EverQuest when I read, you know, you, you're not just like spitting random facts. Like I see the the Mountain Dew in my hand. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I feel that dim light in my bedroom. I hope um, so. 
it it brings it all back to me. It's it's really incredible. That gives me so much fucking joy, dude. Yeah. Hearing that. Because when I can escape into my mind and have those moments, it's like emotional. Yeah. To me. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know There's so much wrapped up in there. Even like you'll hear, I'm sure this happens to you. You hear a song that you listen to back when you used to play all the time back then. Oh, and yeah. Like, boom, you're back in high keep all of a sudden, right? Farming Goblins just because yeah. that song. No shit. So, the, the, and I can tell you right now, the Gorillas' first album came out around that time. Yeah. And I remember listening, and that whole album, I'll hear songs from it at random, and it's like this Pavlovian sort of like response, you know, of memory just right. kicks in. Or like Guar's uh, Ragnarok album was the other album that I used to listen to all the time back then. And I and it would just, it brings me right back, you know. I can like, there'll be like a gorilla song that boom, kicks in and, and then I'm back in Lake of Omen, you know. Right. Trying to, trying to like, I, it's just, uh, I love it. I love it. And that, and I don't know, man. I mean, there was like so much tied up in my, like, I, I don't think I was playing EverQuest for just for, a game you know what i mean right i was definitely playing it for like an escape oh yeah life of the time was kind of like so you know what i mean if i could just bury myself into something and never go outside i was like all about it you know it doesn't take long before you're doing it because that's where all your friends are you know what i mean yeah your social experience is the game i had a really like a big group of friends growing up Mm -hmm. and i still have this group of friends and they haven't gone anywhere you know, that's good. But um, we used, we used to always hang out, and then when I started playing this game, they couldn't wrap their heads around it. You know? mm. So um, they would just come over and like they'd always be like, "Come on, let's go out." And we used to just go and drink coffee or go drink in the woods or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hang out, smoke cigarettes, and shoot the shit. And I stopped showing up to all that after doing it my whole life. You know? Yeah. My whole my whole life t- as a teenager, right. and um, <laughs> and uh, they would just show up with like a pack of cigarettes, a diet coke. <laughs> And just to check on me, really, and just make sure I was doing all right. You're like, and sorry, man, to... I got a camp at Jugs, dude. I got this group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they tried to get me out of the house but before they left. I'd be like, no, I'm good. Like, all right. But, you know, when I finally emerged from my bedroom after about 10 years of that, yeah, they were still there to chill. So that's awesome. They, they waited for me. <laughs> <laughs> so when you um, when you finally got to those upper levels, 50, 60, what was the dominant guild on Vizel at the time? So the dominant guild on Vizel since day one was in virtue, right? They were, um, they, I think they came from Moral Thule. They were, mm-hmm. they were, they were playing EverQuest on that. They were a, a collective of competitive gamers who played StarCraft. And when EverQuest was the new hotness and StarCraft was not, StarCraft was now the old and busted, they all came to EQ. I think they played on Moral Thule. Yeah, I think that's correct. And, um, when Vizel popped open, they came here with a single purpose in mind, which was to be the dominant guild on the server, you know? Right. They were organized and ready. Oh yeah. And, um, they hit the ground running and it's funny. It's like, they were so like, like in a vacuum of success that you didn't even see them on the server. You know, they Hmm. fucking blew everybody away and they were, you know, probably 15 levels ahead of the rest of us who were, wow pretty much you know i didn't even hear about in virtue or know about any of them until <clears throat> until i joined my first raiding guild and then you know i would hear about in virtue being the worst right kind of top people guild is ever. Always, yeah top guild is always the worst yeah yeah oh god i have a screenshot that i'm gonna be posting probably in the next few days that 
is somebody asking me. So I joined the Endless was the name of the guild that I right. joined. It was my first raiding guild. And um, and when they ended up breaking up, you know, I have a screenshot that I'm going to share, which really puts this whole virtue thing in the context. Yeah. And somebody going like, saying, sending me a tell being like, so I wonder where you're going to go, like smiley face, you know? And I was yeah. like, probably IV. Wait, at least I'm being honest about it. You know, like right. <laughs> the whole vibe was like very accusatory, you know? I know how that goes because like <laughs> you just have so much enmity with them. You hate your guild hates their guild, and then like, well, the whole server hates the guild. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody who's not in one of those guilds hates that guild. Yeah. You know, so why so, did uh why did the endless break up? Well, um, so the endless was a collective of friends that, from Hawaii. And mm. um they, I think they just made the guild for themselves to to play, you know. And they yeah. they had played before too on another server. I don't know which, but they came to Vizel with the same like let's start from day one kind of attitude. And um, you know, they were good players. They were really good players. This like group of friends. So as they like sort of got on in levels, they hosted some open raids. And I and I had a near an almost near miss on joining one of their raids. Almost missed that Nagafin raid. Yeah, I, I fucking was. I'll never forget the feeling of when I got. See, I got there. I prepped for it. I bought the fucking resist gear from their enchanter that was making it Freeport that day. <clears throat> and I showed up. And this is all just through word of mouth from a like a, somebody who did talk to their officers, you know. Right. And he was telling me like, "Hey, you just come along. It's, it's fine, bro." You know what I mean? And I was yep. like, "All right." I never talked to anybody official about it. And they were like, when I showed up, they're like, uh, "Who the fuck are you?" And I was like, right. "You know." And they were like. Yeah, no, we're full up, bro. And I was like, fuck. I'll never forget the feeling of walking back over Lava Storm. I was just like running out of there towards East Commonlands or something. So with such a fucking little kid, like, fun, I'm going to play anyways attitude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally, like, my heart was crushed. I wanted to go on this raid so bad. I was like, literally like, you know what? Actually, fuck this game. Fuck everybody who plays it. I want anything to do with it. Like, I was so scarred emotionally in that moment. And then when the dude was like, send me a towel, I was like, just about to hit EC or Nectulus Forest. And he was like, actually, you want to come back? I was like, cool, man, I'll come right now. I get like, my whole attitude like turned back around. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, and then I fucking brought the raid to a screeching halt by getting stuck behind a fire pod. And I was like, at that point, I just wanted to tag along and not be a problem. Right. You know, and then I fucking got stuck behind one of the fire pods in the fire giant's lair. And the whole raid was like staring at me as I was trying to free myself. They had to get a shaman in the group to shrink me and get me out and all this shit. That's so funny. Yeah, I was like in my bedroom, you know, sweating bullets, like so embarrassed. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So fucking embarrassed. But uh, that actually, that that actually, that moment with the fire pot was sort of, I guess, they they grew a liking to my buffoonish newbiness. Yeah. And kept me around for, I don't know, some sort of fucking newbie mascot. That's awesome. And I ended up just picking up the the, the ropes, learning the ropes. But so you guys um, killed, killed Nagafin no problem? Well, we killed him, yeah. We killed him that day. It was, like, pretty easy. And I was, like, immediately in love with the whole notion of raiding. You know what I mean? This, yeah. This, like, it was like walking a... Mil- the, the chat server while yeah. you're on. It was like a fucking... Like, yeah, it was like a like a factory line of professionalism in EverQuest, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you stand in this line, we debuff you. We junk buff you, and then we give you good buffs. Log out to chat. We'll be back in, like, in sync, you know? And yeah. then, like, I was so impressed by all that. And, and seeing a dragon for the first time, just like, you know, I was I was in awe of that shit, man. You know what I mean? And yeah. 
I, I I'll never forget. I I remember that raid like you know like like any any other like I'll never forget it. That was twenty years ago, and I can remember like I can remember almost like beat for beat that whole fucking everything. How like yeah. we pulled him, who engaged him, how I felt fighting him, like attacking him, how many times I got feared. Like you yeah. know, should I taunt? Should I not taunt? What the fuck am I supposed to do? Like you know. And then right. at the end, I taunted. He clawed me once, and I just fucking backed away. Like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. I did my I did my part. Right, <laughs> you, know? you got one in. Yeah, I got one in. I won. I won. Hit me once, and um, and I was after I was fucking hooked, man. There was no way I was gonna. I was on a path right after that to fucking hardcore raiding, but um, so I raided with them for a month, you know, and uh, we did plenty of fear, plenty of hate, Nagafin, Vox. And when we started getting the Kunark dragons in epic raids, it started to get a little hard. You mm-hmm. know, things started to get challenging. So Severalis was, that was a fucking tough fight for us, you know? Yeah. We came up with that plan. Apparently they still use it in TLPs and stuff where you use a bark potion to root your shit in place, you know, because we were too low level to even be fighting them at the time. We didn't, we okay. weren't, we were like in our early to mid fifties. So we were just getting feared all over the fucking place. So we yeah. just root. And I remember in virtue chirping us on the bur- the boards for that, like making fun of us for using bark potions to stick our feet to the ground. Fuck <laughs> like, it, we had, like we had no business fighting the dragons. They were like, you have to use fucking bark potions to, to beat them. And then we did like a 17 hour plane of sky raid. Well, I had a, ho- a whole fucking house party going on here. My sister had planned. That's when I knew I was in on the raid game when we had like, 40 to 60 people here with like a whole keg party and i fucking locked my bedroom door and i stayed inside inside (laughs) here on a 17 hour plane of sky raid so i could get my spear rock wing blade right yeah Yeah. it um it was like just this wicked good vibe in that guild but we ended up breaking up because it like sort of came out that there was a lot of the officers and the most vocal like leadership in the guild was also two boxing quietly two boxing like half the fucking raid force you know oh. every single one of them was like and they were taking loot like it was um, double loot yeah like you know and there was like one or two of them that was vocal about like a secondary character and people were pretty cool with them just like you know putting putting gear on them and that but some of them were just like quietly boxing extra characters and making they would have conversation with themselves in carrot in group chat just to like try to sell the idea that these were different people unique people yeah. and uh they were all getting their epics and shit before everybody else and they were that caused a whole bunch of bullshit which you know i just wanted to get my epic but i didn't care who else got it i just wanted to get mine and that's right. another story that's coming up on instagram there you're gonna fucking enjoy i can't wait yeah because if you're following the timeline now we're about to break up but I still don't have my epic, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try to squeeze it in. So the not so endless, you know, it's a lot easier to to fake that kind of thing back then because no one was really using voice, right? It was right. all in game text. Yeah, you couldn't do that now. Yeah, I'll tell you the um, the ratio of female characters played by dudes is pretty dropped off too. Oh yeah, definitely. that whole that whole cell. Oh yeah, you know, if it's a female a... character model and they don't they don't use voice, you're like, it's a dude. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to say in triality is like I don't believe it until I'm wrist deep in it. You're right. <laughs> it's um I mean it's crazy the different, you know, the different reactions that people have towards uh women in the game. Like my wife streamed, I think for like two days, 
yeah. on a cleric. And I, I come over and she's got like a full set of best in slot gear that people are just handing her. Of I'm course. Like, what is this shit? <laughs> but yeah, that's like, you know, I have, I, a screen- this time. I have a screenshot of my cousin that I started playing with. Sent me a tell hatching that plan. Dude, we should play a female character. We should put one out there just so people give it shit. And I yeah. was like, nah, people don't do that. So oh, yeah. They do. Oh, they do. <laughs> yeah. People are always simping. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they can't so, get enough of that pixel pussy. Right. So uh, Endless endless breaks up, and now yep. you're – do you end up joining IV? Um, yeah, so the Endless broke up, and, and I was pretty quick to – I, I took a couple of weeks to mourn it and 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 flirt with some other guilds. There was a Euro guild in the server. I raided with them for a couple of days, or I guessed it on a couple of day raids. I don't want to make it seem like I was jumping right into into virtue. You know what I mean? I still wanted to pres- preserve my integrity. <laughs> <laughs> you had to have a cool down period back then. Yeah, yeah for sure. It wasn't a rebound guild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of rebound raids. Yeah, and then. Um, and then me and my best friend in, in EverQuest is dude Brack, who is a barbarian shaman with me. And uh him and I joined IV together, you know. <laughs> and um shit, dude. After that, when I joined IV, that was it. I was on that path forever. Because they no. were they were a hardcore raiding guild, you know. How different was it going from raiding with Endless to raiding with IV? I mean, I saw her at night and day on that Catholic Fool raid I just posted about. Yeah. This is on July twenty-sixth. It was like uh, after we had that hundred person Zerg fest get stomped into the ground, I like showed I guessed it at their raid right after, and it was like a whole different world. I walked into the camp, their encampment, and fucking buffed head to toe with all the buffs I needed without sending a single tell. And they were like, "Put me in a group that was a group with healers." Right, <laughs> wasn't always a a luxury I got to enjoy in the endless, but. Um, they just knew how to raid it. It was like watching them take down Kazakh Thule with, um, you know, precision, zero deaths, except for one wizard Vulp who killed himself intentionally just to refill his mana bar so he could fucking burn some more damage into him. I was like, you know, that was, I was blown away, you know. Back then, like, it was, everything was closely guarded, right? It was a secret how to do this shit properly. A hundred percent. And the way that they used to do it was they used to charm Iraq, that paladin quest NPC in. Dude, yes. <laughs> we did that in 2011 and they nerfed it. We we actually had a necro and cleric just duo CT in a classic on a TLP launch. By wow, Iraq. really? And yeah, she just kept CHing Iraq and he just soloed CT, dude. Yeah, he's got 32,000 hit points. Right, they're like, they just went toe to toe. Nowadays with all the buffs and shit, I don't think he could do it anymore. But anyway, he's nerfed yeah. so you can charm him. That's oh, no shit, they I changed think. that? Wow. Yeah, because because we took a video of it. Oh, sure. It took him that long, though, huh? Yeah, it took him fucking, I guess, what, what, this was uh, 2011 when we did it. So Yeah, so 10 years later. Yeah, I finally wow. found the eyes to it. But yeah, Ivy was doing it back then. Yeah, he has 350, too. So. Yeah, when, he, when, you give him, when you give him, back then anyways, when you gave him a torch and some pet weapon, you know, like that kind of weapon setup and some buffs, he'll quad for like 250. He's basically Lord Nagafin. Right, exactly. Right, I mean, 32k quads for 250. You know, exactly. level, well, he's level 51 instead of 55, but you get the you get the point. But yeah, when I saw him pull them in, I, I remember like the enchanters like all wrestling to get a tash and a, cha- a charm in and shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, that's how they do it. You know, because back then they weren't in NTOV yet, right? They were still in 
Connacht gear and shit and just dabbling in Velvia stuff, yeah. you know? So they were, they, I mean, to, for them to be taken down Kazakh, it was really impressive. Yeah. Anything about it. You know, um, the guild leader of IV was in Faceless on the Cello server a couple of years ago. Yeah, and Crimson. Then, yeah, so then we did, Crim, Crim and I did a joint guild when Mischief launched. Oh, was, really? Yeah, it was called Faceless X in Virtue. <laughs> it was a, a collab. <laughs> and uh, it didn't work out really well. No. I mean, the Faceless I, people in the... Could, whatever could have gone wrong. Right, it was just too, too much ego and stuff. And uh, No! Yeah. <laughs> so I, I split off and made just the faceless and they mm -hmm. renamed their guild uh, Greed is Good. <laughs> yeah. So we fought it out for a bunch of expansions. Um, How fun was that? I mean, it was it was a blast. It was right? Really it has to be, right? Crim is a, Crim is a fun uh, competitor. Oh, yeah. He used to train me every night on uh, Venerable Sath here. <laughs> I'd be running in the pit. Here's VS right on my ass. That's my dude. He's a fucking, he's a funny character. You know, one time back in um, Gates of Discord, I hadn't talked to him, Krim, for years. And um, <laughs> this is Krim for you, especially with Greed as good as a, as a title, ready? So this is back when I was in Triality. We could do, we could do like the, you know, that M Shaz in uh, mm -hmm. Cubic. So good. This is about the time where you could one group them, okay, you know, yep. and uh, I was doing that and, and I was boxing them, three boxing them. And I had my, my girlfriend at the time playing a character and, and I just let somebody tag along. Right. So we'd one group them and just eat the gear. We were like gearing people and that gear was hot at the yeah, time. It was, good. It was, it was tight. Good. And uh, Krim shows up and he just made like a shadow night. And he was like, hit, send me a tell because I was the ever present figure on that server. Like people that had retired years ago, they, I'd be like the first person they sent a tell to. They'd be like, oh, you're still here? Like, nice. Yep, you know? Yeah. So Krim sends me a tell and he's like, what's been going on? I'm like, nothing. And he was like, I'm thinking about playing again. I got a shadow night. And I'm like, bro, I'm fucking getting this sick gear. I'll have you fucking pumped up in no time. A couple dope hogs. You'll be like cat caught up in like a second. He's like, sick. So he comes in. I get him a whole fucking suit of that cubic gear. Yeah. Never heard from him again. That character is on player auctions the next day. Yeah, sounds like Krim. <laughs> You'd never catch Krim after Planes of Power anyway. You know what I mean? He's he's strictly for that golden period on TLP. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because he shines. He's not going to put himself in any situation that's going to tarnish his legacy. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So when EQ's mechanics change and you got to, you know, he's not he's not for that. Yeah. But I love him. Cool. I love him all the same, you know? He could burn me a hundred times with a million twin characters that he sells on player <laughs> auction and I still do it again. Right. He showed me the fucking light, dude. He was my first hardcore guild leader. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I have a soft spot for that dude. Oh, uh, you know what? Even, even though we split up and everything, I still like Krim. I don't really have anything bad to say about him. It's just two people who had big egos and couldn't be in the same space. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, I totally do. I know. Yeah, of course I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're, how long were you in IV? Uh, I was in IV until they broke up. So this was, we, we ended up, which was probably, they broke up in um, maybe September or October that year. So I was in IV for like three months, two months. That's it. It felt like a lifetime. They broke up that fast. That fast. So as soon wow. as they killed, well, they're an elite gamer group, right? Of friends. <laughs> so as soon as they killed Vulak, they, there was a noticeable change in the guild. And it mm -hmm. was, I don't know the how much Vulak, that was it. They beat EverQuest. They were dumb. Right. 
I remember sitting in EC Tunnel talking to one of the rogues. It was either, um, it might have been Solid or it was, um, I can't remember his name. He was a dwarf rogue. Anyways, I remember asking him, like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are we not raiding? Like, and he's like, dude, we're breaking up. And I was like, what? What? Why would we do that? We have the fucking top guild. We can kill anything we want. Loot is <laughs> raining on us. You know what I mean? Right. And he's like, we beat the game. Like, we're on to new shit. He's like, what the fuck am I going to stick around here for? And Damn. this is before, you know, Avatar War was not an actual thing you would fight. Neither was right. Tenare and Growth. These were not raid targets. These were just NPCs, really, at that yeah. point in time. So and, what, was um, with, what was up with Tunair? Why Why was she not doable? She, so she, she didn't have any loot on her. Uh, you know what I mean? She was so buffed the fuck up, like, and so was Avatar War, that, um, you know, when when people tried to kill them, I forget what her initial abilities were, but it was basically like a like a get the fuck out of here, death touch kind of thing situation. Yeah. And then somebody, probably Fires of Heaven or one of those guilds, Afterlife or something, figured out a way to kill her, got the cloth cap or something, and right. they had to retune the event, the the whole event, like make it a fight, and then put a loot table on her. You know, same thing with Avatar War. He was just a fucking, you know. When I remember reading the Fires of Heaven website when they were like, or whoever I forget which guild it was. There's Legacy the Steel and Shock of Swords joint okay. raid. Dude, you're a fucking historian, bro. That's what we're doing right now, dog. Yeah, <laughs> you're valuable to the cause. <laughs> so yeah, I remember reading that like when it was happening, like watching the updates and stuff on their website, and yeah. uh, getting the old like shitty blade of carnage and right all the, all that old velius gear actually sucked they had to yeah. buff all the gear itself too yeah they had a plate barbarian mask with no illusion on it or anything and yeah a fucking shitty ratio on the blade of carnage no proc yeah you know they like, have to change it all yeah. so like when you think about it like avatar war tenare and plane of mischief were the end of velius really and none of it was finished you know right. and they finished two npcs and they said fuck that other zone which is plane of mischief i spent i spent three months in there between uh after in virtue was done i joined a guild called promethean order okay yeah 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 and i played with them for years that was really like i mean that was really so in virtue taught me how to raid you know and uh in the two month three months i was with them i learned fucking so much you know yeah. there was no room for error on those raids those guys would shit all over you if you know if you fuck up yeah. they were your best friends but like you know they're not gonna have some fucking newbie you know stammering around wiping their raids and shit right it's not but where you go to learn how to play everquest it's where you go when you're the fucking best yeah yeah and i fucking went there to learn to play everquest <laughs> <laughs> i got lucky <laughs> but um fucking those guys with the shit but uh after that i joined promethean order eventually it was a couple like in and out of like, you know, a lot of the IV guys to try to form guilds, you know, that lasted a couple of weeks or whatever. Right. Like Zara made Primal Aura and then there was another one. Uh, I forget the name of it. Who cares? But they were gone in like a week and a half, you know. So I joined Promethean Order, who was actually a raiding guild during the time when I was in the Endless and IV and everything. They were like doing their thing since day one in Vizel. Okay. And, and they ended up going all the way to, I was with them until Planes of Power, but. So did they become the top guild? They filled the power vacuum there? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They became the number one guild on Brazil. And then Kierkegaard, who is the Euro guild, started sort of catching up. 
And then there was like a back and forth about who was the best, but Promethean Order, I think, was always well, Kyakudan towards in Lukeland, Shadows of Lukeland when that came out. Yeah. Ugh. Um, they sort of became number one, Kyakudan. Mm-hmm. And then they probably stayed pretty close to Promethean Order, or there was like a tie or whatever going into Planes of Power and everything. But I hated Lukeland so much when we got to Vexthal. I fucking hated that zone so bad. Yeah. That I fucking absconded to a plane of mischief. I I was like, I'm done raiding. This zone is ass. And <laughs> and I'm gonna go to the plane of mischief and see what that zone's all about. I was really intrigued by that zone, you know. It was the best zone in the game. The card system and everything. I was obsessed. Yeah. And I really did it like this is when I learned how to two box. I started two boxing mm-hmm. a cleric because I was a warrior and I you know, you just you couldn't do anything by yourself at that time in the game, you know. Oh, yeah. You could kill one mob and, and sit down and try to regen your hit points for an hour and a half. Right, bandage your spoons for fucking 45 minutes. Yeah, but I, I was like on um, planeofmischief.com. I was reading all Iron Tail's shit. You know, his... Right, Iron Tail duoed uh, with, with him and the Druid. They duoed Bristlebane, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would read planeofmischief.com all the time. And, um, I, I you know, I in my house never, now still in EverQuest, like in my EverQuest property, yeah, one of the three rooms available is is like a hall of mischief. I have made every oh. every placeable item from the plane of mischief is in there. That's so awesome. Like, yeah, it's pretty sweet. So a lot of them, a lot of those items hadn't been updated in Alakazam's or Lucy since like 2004. And then I, when I made them, there was like the item updater was like, thank God, because nobody <laughs> fucking has them or made them or anything. So I made it like a mystery to a lot of people still. It is, yeah. When they when they revamped it and they put like the enchanter. 2.0 epic as like a fight in there i used to like be like uh the the default tour guide to get through to the hedge maze for everybody in the on the server until everybody kind of got familiar with it but i i just love the 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 style the the zone like that fun host nature of it and the fact that it was unfinished content i like that and uh and it was kind of like a weird you know nobody raided there and like only like uh weird introverts and an introverted game would like hang out there <laughs> right there was a little community of about seven people on vizel that were like playing of mischief people you know and if you showed up there they're like what are you doing in our zone get the fuck out of here you know right then they end up taking you in and reluctantly becoming friends but uh yeah i, I did three months in that and then i finally came back right towards the end of shadows of lukeland i came back out and then uh started like getting things going again for planes of power right and then was back into it after that can you talk to me uh really quick about your first experiences doing like specifically saru and emps raw saru and who emps raw oh emperor yeah um okay so we did that was a promethean order and triality there was like an overlap there hmm, okay i think where so we'll talk about triology, I'm sure, in a minute. But um, when I did it with Promethean, when I remember Saru was really fucking hard. Yeah. So, like, super fucking hard. That fight was really tough. And, uh, you know, we didn't get to it early enough. We had to do the Bane weapon thing. There was, like, you know, people were gimping him at first, you remember? Right, levitating in, and they got the earring of sad exploitation. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was just going to say, yeah. Which is so dope. I wish I had one of those fucking exploitation items. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so i and i remember like um 
Emp being fucking wicked difficult. So he hmm. death touched originally before they nerfed him. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, I know. A Twenty minute fight back then. Yeah, I mean the bane weapons were just uh, that was just a that was so fucking cruel almost. You know. Yeah. It was like did you basically they they found a way to to neutralize primal weapons and good ratio weapons you picked up in Velius. Right. All death that shit you just farmed. Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Out the window. Shit sucks. Yeah. Fuck you with that shit. Run that shit up your ass. Use these Bane weapons. <laughs> but I remember farming the shit out of those Bane weapons, dude, and f- for like the whole guild and all the ore out of fucking the deep and shit. You got to live in those mines, dude. Fungoid snap. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I, I was like, I used to like Saru. I used to like Saru. Emperor used to fucking make me nervous that if I could like go from stable to unstable so fast. Oh, yeah. But I mean, when, we were, when we were fighting on fight, right? Like, that? is the first like fight where you had a ton of shit going on, right? It wasn't just like one mob, one yes. tank, and an AE. You're right. Yeah, it was like a almost like a an event, like a like a ring event. We used to call them right. So we used to call everything a ring event. You know, <laughs> like back then, everything was a yeah. fucking ring event. But um, Emp was like um, back then. The trick to beating him was if you filled, you know, his diminutive stature buff debuff that would like spin you around and stun you and shit. It, that was flagged as beneficial. So if you kept your buff order full, it couldn't land on you. you know? Oh, shit. Yeah, that was the uh, sh- sh- trick on him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you just had to keep his little his minions under control. And that was it. Hmm. And then chip away at him, which took forever. Yeah. But yeah, I used to yeah. hate that fucking... I hated that zone, man. Yeah. Straw Temple. But I, I've come to love it now. I've spent time in there and re-appreciated it but i i was like we used to do cursed in the basement and i wanted a blood frenzy so fucking bad dude dude that shit is so rare dude we killed them 25 times in a row with promethean order or 25 times i should say no blood frenzies zero yep. never got one calcius are we got a bunch of those yeah which is another rare weapon but no blood frenzies never got one did you get Same. a hate giver huh did you get a hate giver that little club with the skull no, on it no um prawn this dude Prawn, P R O N, was the main tank for Prometheus for a while. He oh. had one. That looked, yeah. like his, looked like his baby rattle. Right. Like yeah. Warrior, you know? Do they take that out of the game or is that, that still exists? I hate it's It's still in. It's, okay. it's a best in slot offhand for that era. Yeah. All right. Because I, I was like collecting warrior only weapons and I, I tried to farm that, but I couldn't get it. Yeah. And I was like, ah, maybe they took it out. All of those the good game. weapons are rare as shit. Yeah. I know. I have like a whole collection in my house of like the warrior only, like the best warrior only weapons. Every expansion, nice from from beginning up to, up to about, uh, shit, reign of fear, maybe a couple expansions beyond empires of Conarch or something. So you got your Dagus in there from Planet Sky. Sure do. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's on my that's on my uh, you know, that's on my. So I have expansion displays as well for like it's like a museum in there. And that's nice. on my original EQ, like Plane of Hate, Plane of Fear, Plane of Sky. Okay. Yeah, the Dagus and the there was another one, wasn't there? Oh, my yeah, Afridi standard. The Afridi standards in there. There's a yeah. two-handed axe for warriors too. I got that too. Yeah. Yeah, and I get a couple Vox Res sticks, moss covered oh, twigs. Shit, man. Scepter destruction. Fucking um, that book from Sleeper's Tomb. Like all this, I collect like super rare items, you know. Yeah. And I made all that Plane of Mischief shit every drop of every placeable item so i could fill the room yeah the room's like half black half white that's like cool a, yeah it's got the picture of bristlebane like the painting and all these items like and all the dolls like the mad, the mad monk doll and all that shit and the shamanistic shenanigan doll and all that yeah and, um 
the sword of bristlebane which is like a little dagger about that big <laughs> it's cool and uh even the frost maiden's idol which was the hardest one to get because you can't make that with cards it's a it's actually a it used to be like the booby loot you would get for when you did like the words of wealth turn in or some shit in there mm -hmm. like instead of getting what you want they give you a frost maiden's idol which is like I probably destroyed a thousand of them. And then when I was trying to finish the room off, I couldn't find one anywhere. But I, I eventually chased one down, paid a shitload of money for it. Uh, <laughs> plat platinum, that is. But um, so each, and so I have that room. And then I have like each uh, a display for each expansion. And in the Lucan one, it has all the Bane weapons for Saru and Emperor and shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I, yeah, go ahead. Was it, was it Luckland you ended up joining Triality? So it was uh, Planes of Power. So I was with Promethean Order, and we we went all the way to play, to the Elemental Planes, like pretty strong, probably number one on the server, or definitely number one on the server. And when we got to the Elemental Planes, man, we could not get it together. We couldn't beat – we never got a, <clears throat> a kill on Fen and Row. Oh, wow. We never got a yeah, never got a Zegany kill, never got a Kornaf kill, and didn't certainly didn't kill the Wraith Council. But um, – we just couldn't get it going. You know, we were fucking solid right up there. And, and that, and when I was in Promethean Orders, really, when I really started to like, that was when I did the whole thing with Techno was in 2003. So this is about that time. And um, this kind of like when I really started to like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what it was. It was like, I started to like hang out with people from EQ a little more and like used to go to like the fanfares a lot and stuff. I was like really getting involved in the community, I guess I'd say. Yeah. Becoming and, like a persona. Uh, I don't want to say it, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'd say that, but maybe after the techno thing a little bit, you yeah. know, but like I started, I wanted to write for the um, Promethean order website a lot. Yeah. But I, I never got the chance to. So when I joined, so anyways, what happened was, is they fizzled out in the elemental planes. We just couldn't hold it together. Our guild leader retired they made me the guild leader. I didn't really want it. I kind of let it for a little bit, just just to, just as like a sort of like a duty to the people in the guild. I felt yeah, like so I kept the guild together as long as I could until somebody else would like fill the hole. Yeah, and I was just like I was really a temporary leader. Nobody else wanted it, but I didn't want it. So eventually, I just gave it to this this dude Tremis, who was um. Want to hear something fucked up? There's this dude um Tremis who was the last guild leader of Promethean Order, right? Mm -hmm. He was a wizard, an erudite wizard. <clears throat> I'm scrolling through the Promethean Order forums and we were like in the middle, of, you know, when I was like halfway through it. I'd been playing with this dude for a while. We were pretty close friends, you know. I'm scrolling through the forums and like every EverQuest forum at the time, we had like a real life picture thread. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like when, when before social media, people like to share like what they look like and shit. I so I was, like, I was like scrolling through and I see this guy's face pop up and it was my homeroom teacher from high school. No way. Fucking for real. So immediately I was like, Look at him like this can't be like the same dude, you know. And I was like, "Hey, is your name, whatever?" And he sends me a message in game. How fuck do you know my real name? I was like, "Bro, you used to hand me detentions out in fucking yeah. home in high school." And he was like, "It was just like my." And then we became really close friends after that. You that's know what awesome. I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he actually works with Bethesda now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he, we like he was trying to like get into the gaming, like, um, you know profession i guess get into that whole thing <laughs> and we did it together we used to go to all these like these like uh they used to have like a boston meet and greet with all the gaming companies around here which used to be quite a bit and uh just to try to get into the he wanted to get into the field so he ended up getting in i didn't i had nothing and, and i had a close call though i was like at, we were at one of these meet and greets one time and it was like all the gate we used to be like stainless steel studios was around here 
harmonics mm-hmm. who um made guitar hero and dance dance revolution they're from around here right and uh and it was when ddr was out and uh we were at one of these it was just like a pizza and beer kind of thing we got together with like all the all those companies we get together and, sh- and just like talk shop yeah so we me and tremis would go to like so he could like try to you know mingle and, and try to weasel his way into like a job you know right. and um i was just there drinking beer with one dude and uh he was like he's like so what do you do and i'm like well i play everquest and whatever <laughs> you know and he was like yeah what, so what do you want to do in like the gaming industry and i was like i don't know i do maybe like qa or something he's like yeah you should come work with us we need somebody to do qa and i was like well what do you kind of titles do you guys like what kind of, kind of games do you make at that time i just want to play mmos you know so he goes right. uh he goes well we made this we made this we made this we made dance dance revolution i was like forget it i'm out i'm not gonna be qaing dance dance revolution and then fucking you know a couple of years later i was hooked on guitar hero right i beat guitar hero too and i'm watching the uh the extras videos of like the people who made it like this and it's that dude who was trying to give me a job is shit, man. Spinning around in the fucking extras videos, like I could have been working for Harmon. I didn't realize they were the Guitar Hero people to either. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could have been right there. Yeah, then they ended up, I think, selling to Activision. I think everybody who worked for the company got handed a couple million bucks or something. That's what I heard. Damn. Yeah, when Harmonix, when Activision bought them up, they were a small company. It was like a dozen people, hmm. and they all got they're all millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> right damn yeah i've had a couple close calls with being rich and happy that never worked out well that's kind of how it goes though and for me it does yeah (laughs) for some people it goes great yeah (laughs) so how did you end up in triality uh all right so that's a that's a pretty good question because after promethean order was done with the elemental planes Mm -hmm. and i got handed the guild leadership and i passed it off to shremis i was like not in the mood i i up to that point in EverQuest, I wanted to be in the number one guild mm-hmm. on, the, on the server. And, you know, the thought of being uh, the number one guild beyond your own server was still like nobody. That was Fires of Heaven, Afterlife, Legacy of Steel, all those guys. Triton, right. You know, but um, I never had, I never set my sights there. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> so at the time, Triality was a newer guild on Vizel. That was a. It was a joint from like Sovereign, I think was like one of the guilds or something. I don't know. There was two guilds that came together and they made Triality. And they, at the time, were the number three or fourth guild on Vizel. It was like Promethean Order, Kierkegaard, Eternal Advocates. I mean, Triality was so new that you could probably put fucking Celestial Navigators, fucking Munchkins of Mayhem, fucking <laughs> any, any other guild above them. Because they were right. Un- unproven, right? But there was a couple people from Promethean Order that joined them. And I was thinking about joining the Euro Guild, Kierkegaard, because they were the number one guild. And I had a lot of friends in there from old school Vizel people were still in there. The Euros, you know, people that I leveled yeah. up with. I was really tempted. And then I was like, you know what? Like, fuck being in the number one guild. I just kind of want to chill and and be, you know, like raid, but not be like number one, you know, like pushing it all the time. Right. I needed a little break. And I was like, you know what would be funnier is if I joined the number three or four guild on the server and if they ended up becoming the number one guild, that would be a funner than just hooking up with the number one guild. Right, build them up, get them there. Yeah, I, even if like I didn't build them up and get them there, just being a part of that would be fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I joined Triality uh, with, there was like, 
So it was like this this dude Pine, uh, Thalia, this girl Thalia, two druids, and then Fishlip, who was a cleric that was in Promethean Order with me, and he joined Triality, and he and I joined with them, and and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> who and, was uh, who was the leader of Triality at the time? So it was this dude Sendot. His name was Sendot. <laughs> he was a barbarian warrior, and <laughs> they had a raid in Kaeldrakal statue mm-hmm. of Rallo raid and he threatened a GM in real life to like come to her house and do something or whatever and a fit of like all right you can't kill Vindy you know and he was like what the fuck I'm gonna you know and threatened her or something and got perma banned and uh he started a cleric named Orwar and that's 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 who really loved trial he's Orwar but originally he was a barbarian warrior named Sendot <laughs> and uh for the for all of Triality's fucking existence and probably still now Sendot is still marked as guild leader in the raid window you know nice and he hasn't been logged in since like 2002 you know or some shit damn yeah so you guys just did it once how how long did it take for send out to or i guess ardwar to retire or was he he was uh the guild leader shit i mean or was or or was the guild leader probably until i mean he was a guild leader when triality was the number one guild around Mm-hmm. He was he was still the guild leader. Like he he oh, was in, wow. yeah he he was like he took us from zero to hero, and then he ended up retiring. Probably I I can't guess. I want to say it was after Omens of War. It was you know further down in the line, and then I forget who took it after that. It was probably like Lohanis, who was mm-hmm. like a magician. L L O H A N N I S. I think she took it. Dalmoth was a guild leader at some point for a yeah. long time. Dallin, sort of, Dalmoth and I are sort of like just, we, we are triality lifers. Like we bleed the right. orange and black, you know? So, yeah. well, do we do anything to keep the guild running? You know what I mean? Just to keep the doors open. Yeah. So he, he would, he would reluctantly be the guild leader and raid leader at times, you know, to, to the bane of his own sanity. But he would do it just to fucking keep things alive, you know? And then, being a, um, being a guild leader is like the worst thing in the world. Oh, it sucks. It sucks. Talk about thankless jobs, dude. Oh yeah. Oh god, all you get is bitching tells. And, All day. Yeah. And uh nobody when everything goes wrong, you get blamed when everything goes right, nobody cheers your name, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Mendix was the guild leader for for it was like basically Orwar and then Lohanis had it for a bit and then Mendix, Dalmoth and then uh, yeah, cuz Dalmoth had it when we were really a fucking machine like in during um Salt Terrace, like Buried Sea and all that. Right. When you guys were like the famous triality. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when during um, the Serpent Spine. Yeah. You know, the be- best overall victory and all that shit. That was Dalmoth, really. Hmm. You know, his com- he's just, he's like a competitor like Krim is. You know what I mean? Like you can't, yeah. you know. When we were 99 just playing like fucking filthy casuals and we got pushed into rating, you know, that was Dalmoth. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be like, come on, man. You know, we're going to want epics. You know, I we're gonna want. I was, I was hitting Dalmoth up from. I was on Teal, and you guys were on Green. I was like, "You guys should come over to Teal while you can transfer." The top guild here blows. I'm in it. We could just make a whole new guild. And uh, I don't think he wanted to deal with the lower population, but <laughs> I don't know. You know the, you do you remember the guild Seal team from Green? Yeah, how could I forget? So they made a guild on the newest TLP server and got fucking smashed. Really? Yeah. Didn't quite make it, huh? Yeah, so I mean, it's always good because people always are like, "Hey, you know, who would be better? The top TLP guilds, top top uh, 
P99 guilds. And I think the question is pretty firmly answered. And it wasn't even like an amazing top TLP guild. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. FTE was just like there. They were going to be the top guild, sort of. They lost to a second rate, like a, a tier two guild, I would say. Like, And then but then another top guild smelled blood in the water and kind of just formed. Because oh, I love like, it. They saw everyone was soft on the server. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, the top P99 guild did not make the cut. So who was that who formed up, who smelled the blood in the water and knew? That was uh, Relentless Insomnia. Okay. Yeah. Good for them. Those yeah. fucking savages. Yeah. <laughs> Hook up with those dudes. They get the fucking, they have the right eye. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard what happened with them was like they were, the the guys that would become leadership of that guild were in FTE at first, mm-hmm. um, but they were TLP veterans instead of the the P ninety nine dudes. So they're at a at the server first interrupt raid, and like the raid leaders were just making bad calls. And mm-hmm. after that raid, they were like, "Fuck this," and and made, made their own guild. And like within two weeks, became the top guild. Dope. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love the story um, of the underdog uh, splitting off and right. You no, know, the underdog, the fucking beat. Fuck these clowns. Let's go fucking get some get the real show on the road. Right. So <laughs> what what did Triality do differently that they were able to succeed in the elemental planes? Uh shit. I mean, Triality Orwar was just such a good raid leader. You know, like mm-hmm. the, the bulk of the roster wasn't anybody that was impressive. Like I knew everybody on Vazel, and these people to me were the third, second, maybe third and fourth sort of class of triality, you know what I mean? Like they were the players. Right. They weren't the first level sixties or the second wave of level 60s they were like the fourth like wave of players so i i didn't i wasn't impressed by the roster at all but you know i just that actually what it recruited me i was sitting in ice clad waiting for a low diesel spawn and like for 12 hours i had no guilds what else do you do and uh right. i don't know what i was going to do when he spawned anyways you call nobody right solo him. so then all these like asian like it was about that time these asian guild showed up and they were so it was like oh shit he's about to pop and they got the timer locked down so dalmoth came out of nowhere he had the timer locked down and he was like hey join up with me fuck these dudes and then the two of us sniped lodizel from like a whole asian guild and then i was like all right this dude's all right i guess nice. we're triality there you go and um so but he he could talk he could talk a good game Dal was so young back then he was like 15 and you know they're, they're multi those fucking 15 year olds you know right yeah so so I don't know. He was like uh, talking a, a big game about triality. So I, so I was kind of sold and I joined them. And even though they were, he was like, we're going to be number one. And, you know, trust me, we'll fucking blow everybody away. And we get this dude and yada, yada, yada. And so I joined and, and it took a while, but we got there. But prophecy. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, he could see it. He could see it. And he read the tea leaves. He knew it was going to yeah. happen. Yeah. But I don't know why triality was, I th- honestly, I, I don't know why triality was so successful. Like, really. And I was there from day one, really. And I couldn't tell you what made us different. I mean, if if I really had to like think about it, I would say that we had nothing to lose, right? We weren't yeah. raiding, uh, trying to hang on to a title. We had no pressure on us. Right. Right. So we could roll into any raid and be like, if we fucking eat our dick on this raid, nobody's going to care. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Downloth, who was like, he wasn't quite an officer at the time, but he was like, you know, all a very active member. He's a fucking great tactician, really good strategist. Yeah. He's just yeah. good at reading the room and seeing what needs to be done. And uh, 
so was the guild leader of Royal And um, we had a couple other officers that were just good strategists and shit, you know, and we had a lot of loyal members. So, I mean, we had this warrior named Madassa who was like a friend of mine when I joined Triality. I just, I met her at like a fanfare in Boston. So I knew her too. And she was in, she's in, she probably still plays, but uh, she was in tri- Triality from then until the end of time. Mm-hmm. And Grap was another main warrior. So we would like gear these people and they were lifers. So we didn't, there wasn't a lot of turnover either. Right. So that kind of worked in our favor. We weren't constantly fighting that battle of gearing, 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 you know? Yeah. People to... who join you when you're not on top and then you become on top are super loyal. Very loyal. But there's like this psychology with, you know, when you're riding up that wave and they see it, people are fucking down. <clears throat> but when once you become number one, then it's right. Yeah. Then you want to be in the second guild to take to dethrone the number one guild. Right. So what happened to us in Triality was we were getting all the best players, you know what I mean, in EverQuest. Yeah. And when we were in Salteris, by that like the Serpent Spine and in Buried Sea, we had the best players in the fucking world. And we were unstoppable. I mean, we were beating expansions weeks, months before anybody else was. Right. And uh but shortly thereafter, you know, once we were riding that wave, that that lasted not that long and then everybody wanted to be in the guild that dethroned us you know what i mean like right they wanted to be in the second guild because they had then they had nothing to lose right and which then, was roi basically right yeah essentially over eventually it all fizzled down to roi yeah and that's that's who like you know uh Kulas, they were our greatest enemy for a while on time i just you know there's there's assassination plots put out there right right <laughs> you know she got real for a minute I hear and, Kulas uh, is doing really good in real life now. Yeah, he's he's a good dude, and he is doing great. He is doing great. He's actually doing really well. And um, that's good. Yeah, him and I took a road trip together. I don't know no way. Yeah. No. Yeah. Never. We never met before. We were like in the guild together, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, one of our one of our guys, Shang, uh, who's like a oh, longtime tri- uh, Realm of Insanity member, he um, he used to live down in Pennsylvania, like Hershey Park, and he had this little get together. So I was like. I told Kulas, it was like, let's fucking road trip it. And we had the fucking best time of our lives. We had a blast. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, we had a fucking blast. We never met. We just talked the whole time, laughed our fucking balls off. And Nice. He lived in Connecticut. Not okay. in Boston, so I just picked him up on the way. Nice. And then made him drive the rest of the way. There you go. <laughs> so um, you guys, when did they appear on the scene and start really competing with you guys? So I had like, when they were on Combine, I think they started on Combine. And I had like no, they were off my radar. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know who Realm of Insanity was until I talked shit on them in one of the triality posts when people were just always dogging us, all these lies about triality and these like, you know, like rumors and shit. None of it right. really. Just top kill you know. shit. Yeah. And I, I used to write the website like I was like, you know, my, the, the character I would write from was like, you know, ultimate sore winner. You know what I mean? Right. That was like the the vibe that I wanted to write from, you know, like, like we're number one and, you know, fuck you for even trying to, you know, be number two. <laughs> right. So there was a post I made in there one time. They, oh, I think we got accused of <clears throat> cheating uh, extra keys for Meldrath's mansion to get into um, Crystallos. Was that the, was that the cascading thing or was that something different? No, it's something different. Okay. That was, that was in, um. That whole thing happened during uh, the cooling chamber underfoot. Underfoot. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so I was writing a post about they people thought that we were squeezing extra keys out and got into Corsalos early. So mm-hmm. I read this whole post 
which <clears throat> all these all these archives are at trialityguild.com now. Again, they yeah. were gone for a while, but they're back. So you can read this. But and then, you know, I didn't when I was writing this article, so at the end of the article basically I, I just zeroed in on all the top guilds and wrote a paragraph shitting on each of them. Nice. But like, you know, I, honestly, dude, like I was so unplugged from I, I didn't know anything about these guilds. I literally was asking people in the guild, like, hey, do you know anything about Raging Fury? They'd be like, yeah, one time in beta, they did that. I'm cool. I wrote it like I knew everything. You know what I mean? And yeah. then uh, in the Realm of Insanity paragraph, I was like, Realm of who? Question mark. You know? Got em. And then talk shit on them. And then I just finished it up by saying, like, Trialities first, and the rest of you assholes are tied for last. And Damn. when I joined ROI, every time we beat an expansion, somebody would send me a tell, Realm of who? Realm of who? Oh, and they'd be like yeah. tied for last, you know. Like <laughs> even when I was in the guild, they were. <laughs> it's it's the the one downside to talking that shit. Yeah, they were. They knew. They they all knew. But yeah, I was like, you know, it was a character, but <clears throat> but still, it was fun. They always broke my balls. Kulas always to this day is like shits on triality to me. Those pop up out of nowhere, start sending me tells, being like, "What the fuck did you guys even number one anyways?" You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Did you even beat expansions? Like all talking shit. Speaking of that, which expansions was Triality the number one game wide? So I should fucking know this by heart because I, especially just because um, on the Triality.com website, when I was putting the, um, when I was restoring the old updates, I was going through like the 10 um, year update and doing like the timeline of when we hit all this shit. Yeah. And uh, I, I calculated like we had like 31 number one. I think it was like 31. It could have been way more. I don't even remember the number to be honest. But there's a shitload of number one kills. So, like, back then, you know, it wasn't – it was, like, there was a couple things. So, like, everybody wanted to be the number one to finish the expansion, right? But we had number one victories, like, per raid. And people right. used to count that shit, you know, like it was important. That's why Township Rebellion tried to sell the fact that they were uh, the first ones to beat the Serpent Spine because they beat Ashengate first, you know, and they had a quicker – Mm-hmm. So they, they called it the best overall win. Like we had a best overall win because we like we went the hard way and or they did Ashengate and then Frost. I don't know. I forget how they justified it. But it was like basically like they had more quicker number one. They were number one in more events than we were, basically. Okay, Even though we yeah, finished yeah. the expansion before they did. Right. They had more number one kills. Like first they killed Ashengate before everybody. There's a lot of fights in Ashengate. Right. You know, and then uh we did we killed Frost Crypt. We went that route first. Right. So we we did the serpent spine for sure. Is like that was the, I think that was the first time we we beat uh an expansion before anybody. Okay. We were we the first time we made waves was when we we were the second guild. Maybe I don't know if the first guild into the citadel of anguish during Owens. That was like we 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 beat the trials in my proving grounds to get the key to to anguish. Yeah. <laughs> I think we might have been the second guild or tied to get into anguish first. And then um, we didn't quite be an expansion first until the serpent spine. And then, or, and then the buried sea came after that. Right. Yeah. Saris. Yeah. Yep. That we beat Salteris. Like by when we were in Salteris, that was when we were at our best, you know, yeah. we beat uh commodus, which was like event six or whatever. Yeah. It was, it was broken and unbeatable and we fucking beat it, you know? Nice. Yeah. I mean, that was like the developers, like we had a little, you know, friendly little, shooting barbs at each other over that one but because sucks yeah we wiped 54 times before we even beat it (laughs) nice (laughs) i had it posted on my desk that i would 
put like a score mark down every time we wiped. We were uh, we were doing it one time, and a mage decided to to nuke one of the Commodus, you know, splits um, during you know it desyncs or whatever. So like the, one jumped up like ten percent, and mage was like, "Now's my chance to nuke it." He nukes it, <laughs> and it's it, technically Commodus, and all those those ads are elemental creatures. So he mm-hmm. gets a hundred and fifty thousand damage crit. <laughs> <laughs> It was like nothing we could do was going to save it at that point. A hundred and fifty k. You're just like suddenly all the bosses are hitting for twenty thousand damage, just one rounding everybody, and you're like, yeah. "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, you see that happen. You just fucking get up from your keyboard and go start making a snack, right? <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. That's probably couldn't pull a number out of his ass like that I in any right. other fight, you know? Never when you want it, right? <laughs> <clears throat> but uh we so we basically rode number one from then till underfoot and that's when roi started q and friends started recruiting out of our roster this how is how they, they f- do it how yeah how they how they poach people from you guys when you're on top um we were having like a little we haven't attendance issues at the time like everybody mm-hmm. goes through these growing pains you know yeah when your roster churn happens uh, uh during farm season it, it also know, it gets boring being on top for so long i bet yeah right that does yeah sure and then you're farming for more than longer than anybody else is so you're in this repetitive fucking we're for you know when there's no excitement just loot yeah there's a lot of pressure energy, man there's only one place to go when you're number one that's fucking right and we went there yeah <laughs> <laughs> we i forget when we finished an underfoot maybe but it wasn't good yeah, and then uh, Veils of Alaris or whatever came after that it was even worse. But um, that's when I so basically ROI started. ROI was a good guild, so I'm going to say a couple things. But <clears throat> with the the pretext, all this is that they are a fucking great guild. Yeah, super talented players, fucking super competitive. You know, but in order to beat us, Kulas, you had to record out of recruit out of our roster. You know what I mean? So and triality it, beat triality. A hundred percent. And I'll say it. <laughs> and I'll say it over and over again. Pod, podcast episode name is Quark and says only triality beat triality. Fuck <laughs> ROI. Right. Realm of who? That's right. That's right. That's right. When people like my favorite Star Wars characters, Boba Fett, and people always shit on him because he, he got fucking bumped into the pit. Yeah, the Sarlacc. And I, and I try to just say like, the only thing that could kill Boba Fett was coincidence. Happenstance. Right. No yeah. human being could kill that dude. It was coincidence and happenstance. The fucking universe beat him. Right. It? It's the only way he could be killed. Fate conspired. That's right. Yeah. All, fucking forces beyond our understanding conspired yeah. against us and removed Triality and Boba Fett. The number one spots of their their galaxies. <laughs> but so um, going yeah. into Underfoot, did you guys know that you were in in uh, in for a rough race? yeah yeah for sure i remember doing fippy with like nobody like like a really thin 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 raid <laughs> 30 40 people and it was like the fuck's going on here you know what i mean right and um so before that oh shit before that was was house of thule before underfoot it's after okay all right I, all right I thought so. I was a little confused, but I couldn't remember. But um, it was seeds of destruction then underfoot. Oh, seeds of destruction. Okay, so that's where we almost got number one, and then event seven, the final event, mm-hmm. 
well, I should say event six was bugged in a tower. Yeah. And we were like in tower before anybody by far. And we killed all the events up to six. Couldn't beat six. We, we must have cleared tower. Fucking, I don't even know how many times before they finally fixed event six. Well, they fixed event six and we had lockouts and event one through five. I think I remember hearing the conspiracy about this where like ROI knew when they were going to patch it. So they, it was Crimson Tempest. Who's the one? Oh. Yeah, ROI too, probably as shortly thereafter. But so I misspoke. We our lockouts were expiring, so they patched it right when our lockouts were up, and Crimson Tempest had lockouts on one through five. Ah, uh, okay. So we had to fucking beat one through five to get to six. So they fixed six. CT walks into six and beats it, hmm. and they they click over into event seven, and as they're buffing, we had already cleared event one through five. And had just finished six. So it was like uh, two, three, four minutes separated us from they got number one. We got number two by like minutes. That sucks. And we beat fucking five events at the time it took them to be one or six. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And, uh, and, and, and even though it's like a small technicality, anybody with logic in their brain would know like, well, I mean, did you really finish number one? Right. You know what I mean? But, you, you know, if if both people started the same starting line, right? Right, right. We were in tower weeks before them, or whatever. You know, they what should I mean? just they should just be uh, they should reset all lockouts on patch day. It'd be nice, be nice, but they don't give a fuck about competition in the high end raid game. That's yeah. a very small percentage of the player base, so that's 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 like another problem. You know, because we're the most up, put yeah, on. We're the most. You know what I mean? Visible. You yeah. know, we're the ones who like. Are the loudest with the website ticket the visits, but they didn't, you know, they 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 didn't really care about us. But so everybody used that as an opportunity to shit all over triality and uh and you know everybody wanted to wave the number two flag in our face, you know, which right. was fine. I mean, I was like ready to eat some crow, you know, when <laughs> when we got dethroned, I was like, here it comes, I'm gonna yeah. eat some fucking humble pie right now. And it was an all you can eat humble pie buffet after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. So CT got number one there. And then when we went into underfoot after farming tower and shit, that's when our roster was like getting some churn and we were like recruiting and underfoot came out and we didn't quite have it together. And then we, I mean, we got some number one kills in underfoot. Like we were competitive still, right. but we ended up losing. Like we couldn't, I don't think we killed the first creation for, I, I forget what the timestamp is on when we killed it versus other people, but. And that was Mendix. So Downloth had the guild like a well-oiled machine, a competitive fucking badass, and he handed it to Mendix. And Mendix was it, Mendix is a good guild leader. He's a very he's more robotic. He's like a little more like you know. Yeah. He's a very like you know uh, sort of like uh, I guess Downloth is more like an organic sort of like like we're just fucking badasses. We'll get in here and do it, and keeps it loose. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas like I used to say like Mendix got us on like a school fucking a school lunch schedule for like raids and shit. You know, these right. raids are at this time and every night, you know, it was just kind of like, for me, it took the fun out of it. It was just a little too regimented, but that's how Mendix is. He's like a robot. He's very smart. He's super smart. Yeah. He's super organized. He's like, um, you know, he's the accountant kind of brain. Right. Great strategist, a brilliant mind at EverQuest, but, um, probably not a guild leader type, you know, great raid right. leader, awesome officer in the background, but guild leader, probably not. You know, my but friend, he did a good uh, job, but you know, my friend Epto 
was mm-hmm. in Crimson Tempest, and he wanted me to talk. He he was like, make sure that you know Q talks about the Triality versus CT uh, SOD launch and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, that was they it. They remember. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that expansion. The Seeds of Destruction was one of my favorite expansions. Looking back, yeah. that was probably one of my favorites. So, so what what was it that kind of made you guys start falling apart? Um, well, I took I, I became the guild leader in Underfoot. So after we beat the first creation the same night, we we handed the reins over, mm-hmm. and um, I never wanted it, but I. I wanted to save triality. You know what I mean? Right. And I felt like Mendix wasn't going in the right direction with it, you know? Yeah. And well, maybe we should rewind a little bit. Okay. Cause during underfoot is when we got, that was the cooling chamber. Oh. And yeah, that was yeah. when we got suspended. I remember hearing about this and I wasn't even really into EQ at the time. So I know <laughs> it was big. Yeah. So so I'll tell you what I I'll tell you how my from my perspective that night what happened and then I'll tell you what actually happened. So I remember being in the guild hall. I didn't want to raid that night. I was like burned out. I wanted to go to my buddy's house and like watch fucking Trailer Park Boys or fucking movies or whatever. Right. But I was like, fuck it, I'll go. So I went to the cooling chamber and I was half paying attention all night. And anybody that's ever raided with me will verify and vouch that that's usually how I raid. <laughs> About a half paying attention. Right. And uh, we killed that beast once. And I remember somebody in the officer chat or guild chat or something was like, oh, we're going to do this all night long. And I was like, what? That's a fucking, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm out of here. So I left. And then <clears throat> I remember they were like, hey, can you stay in the raid for your flag? So you could like 85% people in. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I dipped to the guild hall, went to my buddy's house. And I was there for like a couple hours. And I got a text from Dalmoth. Bro, the whole guild is fucking banned. I was like, oh. <laughs> what? I was like, what the fuck? And then uh, I called him and he was like laughing. You know what I mean? He thought it was the funniest thing. And he was like, yeah, they fucking suspended. They banned. He said banned. He kept saying banned. Right. Banned is a scary word. Yeah, that is a fucking frightening word. And I was like, no, I was like, fucking like, what do you, what do you mean banned? You know? And he's like, it's a five day suspension. I was like, oh, all right. I can deal with that. But then I was like, well, what the fuck happened? So, you know what happened is there was a bug that we were that we took advantage of, right? This is what the most people think. And yeah. so there was a bug with lockouts where if you drop the DZ, you drop the expedition, um, nobody received a lockout except for whoever you left in there. And then you yep. could add everybody back in, go get the loot. Then nobody has lockouts, do it again. You Re- just let, repeat. Yeah, you just let alts eat the lockouts. You know what I mean? Yep. So were we taking advantage of that to get loot? It seemed like it, right, at the time. That's what was happening on the face of it, but that's not what was happening at all. What was happening was Mendix, the robot, was, you know, he had like an in with the developers, and he was like trying to get them to fix this, right? Right. He was like, he he saw this error, and he was like, hey, you guys got to fix this, fix this. And in his mind, he was like, we weren't taking advantage of that loophole. But other guilds, there were some murmurs that other guilds were, and they were getting extra flags, extra, or loot and shit, you know what I mean? And he, so he found the bug. We weren't abusing it, but other guilds were, and he was telling developers to fix it. So he felt like they weren't fixing it quick enough and it was hurting us as a guild, right? So he says, if you don't fix it by this time, we're going to start being, we're going to start exploiting it. You know, he gave, he gave him a 14 days. 
Yeah, yeah, you gave my yeah. You have fourteen days to plan a time. <laughs> and I'm gonna turn this website into the number one World of Warcraft website. Yeah, wasn't Crimson Tempest doing the same shit with uh, Pellucid Grotto? I don't know. I don't know about that, but there, probably some other. Yeah, I remember hearing about other guilds doing it and stuff. Well, I mean, Rallus, Rallus is revenge. I think right is that the guild? Is that the DZ that was the one everybody was farming? I think like so, in yeah. groups. I think it was Rallus Returns or Rallus Revenge or something like that. Yeah. So basically, that's when people were really taking advantage of this and like exploiting that. But it was mostly groups, groupers. You know what I mean? Just getting like yeah. good raid drops. Anyways, so Mendix identified it. He felt like they weren't fixing it, and then like you know, and and he was like, "Why not?" You know, he was treating the developers like they were like EverQuest players or whatever. They have fucking those guys are at a job. They got priorities. You know, fixing lockouts is not high on the priority list if you're understaffed and you got other technical things you got to fix. You know what I mean? Right. Those we care about that way more than they do. Yeah, they're clocking in and out. You know what I mean? Right. This is our game and this is our hobby. You know what I mean? Right. So Mendix basically was like, it was like a, you know, like a fuck you to 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 whoever the developer was. Which I think it was Engrith, and I think that was the developer. He was like, you know, yeah, that guy had a fucking hard on for us anyway. He didn't like us, so. um so he he didn't tell anybody in the guild that this was going on behind the scenes. You know, he didn't tell anybody in the guild that this is why he was dropping the DZ to sort of shove it up this guy's ass that, hey, if you're not <laughs> going to fix it, we're going to take advantage of it, you know? Right. So he told him ahead of time. So this dude was sitting there like, you know, on his developer fucking telescope watching us do right. this. You know what I mean? He got a fucking, he tipped him off at everything. Mendix is not a good criminal. No, but, no. Uh, <laughs> wanted him to know. Mask yeah, off. So, so we got immediately banned, you know what I mean? And um, yeah. and then that that little cat fight that these two guys were having, the developer of Mendix, you know, this is why we got on it was supposed to be a five day ban. That's what Engrith or whoever put on us. But as soon as somebody came in the office like a day later and called wind of this, one of the higher ups, they're like, You can't fucking suspend a whole guild of people, all these players, because you're having a pissing match with one of their guild leaders. And right. you know what I mean? So that's why we got you know, the, the thing only lasted two and a half days, the, the ban, you know what I mean? Then they right. took it off our accounts and it was just like never spoken of again. So that was around fanfare. So I made like these t-shirts for our members to wear to go to fanfare. So like Trey was like, in, you know, it was like in the, in the springtime, it was like April or whatever. It's yeah. Like triality spring break, you know, with like the oh, dates. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> with the dates that we were banned and then like the final, the last date was like crossed out. It was like, oh man. Changed to like an earlier date, you know, just to like troll people. <laughs> dude that's so good yeah yeah that's a classic that's a triality classic yep triality spring break 2010 april yeah. 27th through may surprise april 30th <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so <You> good <laughs> just for funsies you know how we do yeah just for laughs <laughs> so after that um, Mendix passed it to you not too long after that, right? Yeah, at the end of Underfoot, I took it over. So I took the guild over when it was like, you know, we were public enemy number one, bunch of yep. cheaters and all this shit, you know. So I took it over and um, I was determined to just rehab us and get us to our our former glory, you know. Yeah. And we almost, we almost, yeah, nobody remembers who comes in second place, you know. Yeah. So we, we almost, we almost beat ROI or CT. I, whoever beat, um, uh, House of Thule, I think yeah. it was CT might have came in first there, uh, or ROI. I, it was ROI. That was okay. like the, the start of their uh, dominance. They haven't dropped that expansion since. Okay, those dicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are my homies now. 
But uh, so so what happened in fucking House of Thule is, see, this is where me and Mendix have a little bit of a disconnect. So in House of Thule, we would have beat that expansion before anybody. And we were at Moral Thule before anybody that night. Uh, I forget the specifics, but we figured out the the strat and everything, you know. And we we were running late, you know, on another server across the world. ROI was doing the same thing. And um, we had one more run in us, and I we would have beat it. We almost beat it. We we had everything we needed to beat it. I'm telling you, man, we would have beat it that night. But Mendix didn't tell me guild leader. He was like the raid leader still. He like announced in, like in his group and stuff. Like, no, we're done for the night. Like, we're not gonna. Oh yeah. So other people logged out, and I was like, we're not done for the night. Where the fuck did they go? And he's like, well, I don't know. Like, we're up late. Why are we keeping everybody up late doing the shit? So I fucking threw my computer chair across the room. Like I was so pissed. And I had to sit in that fucking broken ass computer chair for like the next seven years. <laughs> I never bought another one. Like missing a wheel. Every time right. I'd fucking like tip forward. Or <laughs> fucking Mendix. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like we almost we almost returned to it. We I swear we would have beat House of Thule. Because we beat it the next night. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like easy. Next night, first shot, we beat it. We would have beat it that night. We figured it all out. The missing piece or whatever, like, you know, like the last thing we needed to, like, we had it worked out. And Mendix sort of like, and I don't know to this day, I don't know if he did it on purpose because it was my first expansion as a guild leader. And I was going to return us to number one. And it would have shined a little shadow on his time as guild leader. Right. I don't know. People are weird, dude. You know what I mean? People do oh, yeah, weird things sometimes, you know? It sucks, man, because you never know how things would have gone after that, right? When you get that number one back, maybe maybe ROI implodes over it. You know what I mean? Oh, maybe yeah, you get sure. a brush of fresh blood. Like, who knows where we would be today? Yeah, man, I could have been in the pros. I, could, I bet you I could throw a football over that mountain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I could have been number one again. No, but who knows? Honestly, like, it's those forks in the road of life that we come up against. Right. But I would have talked a lot of shit if we went home with Thule. I can promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> the Triality website would have been all chest banging. So uh, so that was House of Thule. How many more expansions did you guys have before you wrapped it up? Um, I, I took it to um, Vale of Alaris. I remember being our – was that the last expansion we did? A, it was spiritually for me as a leader and as Triality, <clears throat> as a guild, that was like the last – yeah. That I had in me. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like too much pressure. I was like really trying to keep everything together, keep us competitive. We got stuck on one event. I forget what which one it was in VOA. And it was like Pillars of Alara, I think it was the event. And it yeah. was like, it fucking chewed us up, man. We couldn't figure it out. And uh, <clears throat> and then I forget what we placed in that. But we, we ended up, we did really good on the on the Tri-Unity. Like we, we baked our own strategy up. So here's the other problem. After Mendix in, this is really the 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 problem. After that little tat a tat that Mendix had with the developers in the cooling chamber, we were not invited to beta ever again after that. So we never got beta strats. We didn't see the events for weeks upon weeks before they were live months. You know, these guys were handed fucking the strategies, everybody else. So the fact that we even scored in the top 10 against these skills, we had completely blind to all these events was pretty impressive, you know, yeah, I gotta say. That's pretty heavy. Yeah, having to deal with that. Um, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about co competition and trying to figure out strategies, 
and every single guild has seen these and worked out the strategies and stuff and knows what to do. And we are literally going in. This is how we used to start events. I would fucking get everybody in there and I'd say, all right, snare everything, root everything, charm everything, mez everything. You know what I mean? Like do like everything and just see what happens. Yeah, like, that was our first out. runs and everything. Yeah. You know, hit the shit with all these spells, you know, fucking heal shit, cure shit. NPCs, I mean, just see what like happens. You know what I mean? Right. We have to start every event like that and then work up from that. Yeah. You know, as far as like baking up a, a strategy, you know. Well, yeah, these other cats were just walking in with like a bulleted list of what they had to do. Yeah. So I mean, really, you know, who's the real all star? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get spies, man. You have to have spies on all those uh, other guilds, man. I know. You gotta have fucking uh studio spies. There you go, yeah. Sent Dalno to go uh, to go work at uh, Dark Paw Games. But see, so yeah, I guess back then it was against us. Like we, it was happening to us when we were number one. We had people that were playing in our guild and also playing in multiple other guilds at the same time. Yeah, dealing our strategies and giving to other people. You know, yeah, got to do the black ops. Yep, black face paint. Yeah. So <laughs> um, after that, how long did it take for you to join ROI? Uh, so Triality was like closing its doors and um, I was like already like when Triality was definitively done, mm-hmm. we stopped raiding. I didn't look at any other guild until I knew that Triality was completely done and my allegiance with them was over. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So still to this day, <clears throat> I played EverQuest for what, 23 years now. I've never left a guild ever. Never, ever, ever. I've only, I've only left guilds when they've disbanded. What, so what about I, your your first casual leveling guild? <laughs> you son of a bitch! I pulled out the receipt. <laughs> Storm Legion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all right. So on a technicality, but they weren't they weren't a raiding guild, right? Right. Right. So that was a little train up in in Go Guild. But um, so aside from Storm Legion. <laughs> After them, so never like the left end- a raiding guild that was still alive ever. That's so awesome. like the endless. I was with them until they died. The Prometheanor until they died. Uh, Triality till they died. I was in Triality for eleven years. Yeah, and then ROI. I'm still there. You yeah. Know? So I joined ROI uh, when Triality died because all my, despite the fact that, like I'm talking about like Bloody Dagger, uh, fucking Bard, fucking Questwick, all these dudes that were in Triality were my fucking homies. You know what I mean? Right. Especially Bloody Dagger. He was like, we were really cool. Like, we were really close. He was like my raid leader in Triality, you know? Yeah. Before he went to ROI. I was like completely gutted when he went, you know? He like really, it really was a knife in the back. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So when, when it was time to go to ROI, it was like, it was almost like going home. You know what I mean? There were so many right. people there. And there was like, I hadn't spoken to Bloody Dagger since he left. And um, it was almost like a nice to like bury the hatchet and just kind of put right. all that shit behind us and just once, get back to being friends again. Once the fight is over, usually all that bad blood just goes away and everyone's yeah. like, yeah, it was actually just competition and, and having a good time. Yeah. But he while you're competing, went... you're like, fuck that guy. Where's he lived? A hundred percent. So when he left Triality, he sent me this big PM on the Triality boards and it started off like, Q, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do, maybe in life and also definitely in EverQuest. Yeah. And then it just like went on to talk about how good of friends we are, but he's got to do what he's got to do and blah, 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 blah. So when he left, he had a, a lot of friends like that 
were in the guild when he left all his friends went with him so we lost our two best our two biggest dps groups you know mm -hmm. what i mean like they went to roi with our strats you know perfectly built dps groups just ROI just picked him right out of our roster. So, do you know why he decided to go? I mean, I guess you know. Was yeah. it like some drama? No drama, but he got promised the fucking what was the dagger that used to drop off event two and fucking... nah, dude, not for yeah. pixels. For fucking first pixels, he got Kulas promised him a little dagger when he arrived, and what? he got it. Oh my god, Kulas yeah, over here that? like the Godfather. I know, I know. He used to do that. He used to do that, but like, I mean, we never would do that. Like promise people loot just for them to come over, but it's fucking brilliant. What's one piece of loot to get all those members? No, yeah, for sure. But I mean, like the person taking the deal, like bitch, you're gonna be in this expansion a whole year. Who cares? You're gonna get it. I know. I believe me, dude. Believe me. I know. And we at that point in time, we were like, and that was during House of Thule, and we were ahead of ROI. So Event Five in House of Thule was bugged. Yeah, it was unbeatable. If you remember that. Yeah. And I was like determined to beat it in its unbeatable state. Yeah. And it was, it was like, I found a bug that like, if you, I forget how it goes exactly, but if you killed everything before the next wave spawned, it would, it would bug out and go to the next wave, basically the last wave of the event. Ah. You know? So I was like, it was something like that, where it was like, you basically had to max your DPS and kill everything. They had to be no mobs up in order for the next wave to spawn. And we did that. So like, we actually fucking banged on event five over and over and over again until we actually beat it in its unbeatable state. And then the next day, so that was going to give us, we had that lockout. So we were going to have event six and seven to do when nobody else could beat five, you know? <laughs> but the next day they fixed event five because they fucking hate us, dude. They hated yeah. reality. So like not, like not letting them get anything. Right. Nothing. So like the next day they patched it and then okay. everybody beat five and then we were in six, ROI beat six. And then we were all both in seven and we were going to beat it. Mendix told people to log off without me knowing ROI beats it. The rest is history. Yeah. That's what happened. What was it like for you rating an ROI? I, I saw that you almost immediately were doing their news updates on the front page, right? Yeah, that was like part. There was like a little deal. There was part of my sign-on bonus, my sign-ons package. You know, my gosh, was like, they, <laughs> they wanted me. There was two two stipulations, three stipulations for me to join ROI. Number one, I had to write for the website updates. They wanted me to do their updates. Number two, uh, I I wanted my uh, my estate plot. And the ROI um, guild guild neighborhood, it was like one on one terminus heights. It was Kulas's spot, Ooh. and I was like, I want. So he, he evicted himself so I could put my house there. Nice. And uh, the third was I had to set up their guild hall because uh, Triality had a really dope ass guild hall that I had put together. You know, so their guild hall when I walked in was like the first room in the grand guild hall, and that was it. Everything was shoved in that first room when you come in from the lobby. They didn't put anything in the rest of the hall. So, like, I had Triales was set up with, like, all these parsed fucking bots in separate rooms. It was, like, a, you know, like, a, a banquet hall. There was, like, a, all trade skills in the in the main area for every trade skill. It was, like, all set up like that and shit. It was dope. There was, like, a decor around with, like, every epic weapon with, like, all this shit. Like, all these nice. displays and stuff. It was really cool at the time, yeah. But uh, since I left, they bastardized it. There was always people trying to throw shit in the guild hall and making a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> it was constantly fucking policing that place who dropped this about, who put this shit here <laughs> how do you feel about people who sell uh vendor trash loot to the portal vendor <laughs> why is that like a thing that pe a pet peeve that people have oh and and faceless that's a problem we have it, it, people rage all the time in discord like why the fuck is there 
rat whiskers and goblin spit <laughs> on the portal vendor. I just want to get my goddamn port to to uh, you know the buried sea. These people. So I'll tell you how to get around that. You just got to sort by quantity. Yeah. Because anything that's on there in quantity, all those port gems, they're in there. They have infinite, infinite. amount of them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so used to doing that that I never even knew that was a thing. I didn't know yeah. that was a pet peeve, you know. I mean, uh, nowadays I just the search bar and type type the first three letters of the item and boom. Z's like, it's not, I mean, it's not me. It's other people that are fucking. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I like seeing them upset about it. You know what I mean? And other people yeah. will post a screenshot like, look what I just did. And they'll post all the shit they sold to them <laughs> to, to get people riled up. Griefing people through the yeah. portal vendors. That's funny shit. So good. <laughs> That's funny shit. Yeah, I used to, I used to, used to, my biggest pet peeve was people just placing shit in the guild hall, you know? We used to allow people access so they could put their, their portal, whatever you call it, their anchors down. Right. But then we had to take it away from them because people would just inevitably put shit around, you know? Yeah. They think they're decorating shit, but <laughs> hideous. So what's next for you? Are you going to come back? Yeah, I mean, uh, just every day I want to come back, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, it's, um, so like every anniversary time I always pick up, I play like, a, you know, I play original Quark and yeah. in ROI, I always start playing and get the, I get the feeling again. And then, you know, I usually start leveling and shit, you know, I three box all the time. I'm like a manual three boxer. I don't, I've never touched macro quest. Yeah. And uh, I never use Isobox or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, IS Boxer, yep. IS Boxer, yeah. I never used any of that shit. Strictly um, old school style. Strictly alt tab, my dude. Yeah. And uh, I can run like four characters like that. But three is like nothing. It's like I've been doing it for so long that that's like, if I'm not playing three characters at once, I'm bored. You know yeah. what I mean? One yeah. character is like snooze fest. <laughs> but it's just, so I have to catch all those characters up when I want to play on live. I yeah. have to fucking, everybody's got to get gear and fucking caught up and blah, blah, blah. And Just such a pain in the dick. It sucks, dude. It's like you're really behind. And, and EverQuest does a lot to sort of counteract that and make it easier to just to assimilate into current. But I, I'm i like, I'm, I'm, you know, when I'm like a, I'm like the ex-wife of like an NBA player when I get divorced. I'm accustomed to a certain lifestyle. <laughs> right. <laughs> with, <laughs> and that's with raid gear. Yeah. And group gear, dude, is like, I can't be out there in the open world just getting my ass beat by group moms. You know what I mean? It's a bad look. Gee, it's a bad look to, for the kid. You should come to Mischief, man. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a character, right? You'll be in the top raid guild. You'll have <laughs> all the best gear. It's the most populated EverQuest server ever. Is it? Yeah. How many, what, do you know what the population is? Um, I don't know offhand. Well, I could tell you after the, the Discord, after, okay. the, after the recording's over, I could tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. fine. But um, we'll take it offline. But so, is it, is it feel like, does it feel like it's the most populated server ever? To me, it does. Like we're in Secrets of Fade War right now. Yeah. And there's fucking 20 guilds clearing Crystallos. You're fucking shitting me. Yeah, man. It's big. That's crazy. And that's after two years of attrition, you know what I mean? Because TLP servers have bad attrition. So it, it used to be crazy. We hit the cap in the bazaar where it's like no more traders can be up because wow. there's a thousand traders. We can't yeah. have any more. I forgot that that even happened. Yeah. We I had remember AFK seeing that kick. message back in the day when the original bazaar, you know? Yeah. We so had AFK, AFK kick. kick. Yeah. In, uh, yeah. So if you were not doing anything for 15 minutes, you automatically got kicked. 
until this expansion. Like this month, they removed it. Really? Yeah, Secrets of Fate. I'd be getting booted all the time. So you could be in the top guild on the top server. <laughs> you sound like when I try to recruit my real life buddies to play EverQuest with me. Yeah. I, like, I, I, like, I joke around. I'm like, come on, dude. You have the number one fabled adventure we're trying to get you to play EverQuest. And you're saying, no, I will guide you and lead you to the promised land. You know, I, I talk all that fucking sore winter shit. <laughs> and they're just like, no. They played Warcraft, but I'm like, you don't want to taste EQ just a little bit? And they're all like, no, the graphics suck. And I'm like, you play fucking Minecraft. Right? Shut like, up, bitch. <laughs> like, how fucking bad can the graphics be? Use your imagination, goddammit. You turn on Luckland models and put on some Heroes Forge and the new zones, it looks fine anyway. It looks different. Those Heroes Forge armor have done a lot to bring the new models that suck in. They, they suck so bad. I hate them. I hate like, them too, yeah. Yeah, but Heroes Forge is... Makes does, it better. If it took them this long, would they finally save or, like salvage those fucking models? Yeah, it does make it a lot better. I still play with old old models on always. I think old models are the best. Yeah, they have so much character. The way they move and shit It's just like that's what I want to see. You know, yeah. the the animations, see animations on the new models that suck. Yeah, they're like slow and like unnatural. Especially so, the Draken are the fucking worst, dude. Yeah, the Draken, yeah. like yeah. sometimes I so I I every time an expansion comes out and there's a new race that everyone hates, I mean I change my character to that race to trigger people. <laughs> so I was like a Vashir for a while. Now I'm a Draken. Yeah. I have to use an illusion on raids because the the attack animation is so slow. I'm like, is my auto attack on or am I like, uh, am I being an idiot? It's just yeah, like they swing so slow. Yeah, they do. You're right. They should speed that up. That's a simple, that's a simple edit in the, you could do yeah. that easy. You can, like, you can like up it by percent. If you get FD'd because of like some random mechanic, they like fall super slow and oh, then like right. they stand up real slow. Yeah. I've never played one, but like, so I've never like had these issues like popped into my brain but now that you're saying it, it's like yeah that, that would suck yeah so the old models in lukeland so i i actually like i went to school for animation and when those models came out i was like you know whoever did them centered their gravity and their like point of like they put the, all their weight on their feet so if you watch that's what's wrong with them that's the unnatural issue with those new character models that's is that yeah they're 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 not their center mass is not in their chest or whatever you know what i mean right or like you know it's like on their feet. So if you watch when they're swinging, their feet are planted fucking on the ground like they're rooted. You know what I mean? Right. And the rest and of them is just, just like a weird ragdoll kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's like twisting, hitting motion. It's just like, oh, God, I can't even watch it. I yeah. can't watch my fucking big badass barbarian fucking swinging like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking tough. It's tough to watch. Yeah. Oh, but, hey, um, really quick. Uh, tell, yeah. us about, tell us about your sword and your trail mix. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um. I think some people are confused about how that all happened. There's like there's something on on Alakazam's about it being like nice, a, being like oh this guy fucking you know you got like a, some nepotism or something that got me this. It was your video, item. right? It was yeah. So it was a, they had like a it was uh, in 2008 or 2007. It was in 2007, and it was the eighth anniversary uh, celebrations, and they had a the so fabled was- ad- adventure video contest. That was like the serpent spine was current at that time, right? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, serpent spine. Yeah, because no, the buried sea had just come out. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's what it was, and um, you know that was um, that was I learned a lot about video editing, making that video. So I had done some raid videos up to that point, like the triality versus you know Ashen Gate. And I did Trialities versus uh, Frost Crypt. 
and I was that was I was learning video editing there. You know, I was always into like graphic design and like photoshopping shit, but like yeah. I just sort of dabbling into video. And um, you know, I did have I rec- I had an idea in my head of what I what I wanted to do, which was like I wanted a storyline, vague storyline about what you do in EverQuest. You make a character, you meet other characters, you go on adventures. The end. You know, right? So I was like. That was the, 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 you know, the guidelines they had for the video contest was like, you need a video that, that shows the spirit of EverQuest, you know? So you had to capture something that was like, and it's hard to do with characters that only pantomime. They don't talk, they don't dialogue. They, they have very limited animation, you know what I mean? So it's like really hard to, how do you tell a story with that? You know? So I had, I recorded what I thought in my head, like, you know, I kind of storyboarded out like a basic thing. And, and it was actually my, my girlfriend at the time who helped me do it. My now ex-wife was my, you know, I quickly realized, well, I want to have all these characters in this video, but I'm going to need a cameraman. So I was ended up boxing. Like she was playing characters. I was playing characters. You know, one was always a cameraman. And then it was like me. And then my cleric, Kilala, then my, my, um, shaman Scryrus. And then, her character, which is like Gentoo, was like a necromancer. And then I'd have to get somebody else to be a cameraman, like one of my buddies or something, use their character. And then you have to like set all these characters in motion, like I said, using just alt tab, you know, Dang. get them walking in sync or something. Then like alt tab tab and like and get to the Fraps re- guy and record it on Fraps. And Fraps is funny. If you alt tab off the screen in Fraps, it stops recording. Yeah. So it's not like you can set the camera and then go and set everybody in motion. You have to do everything first and then go record it. So I did a, the first, the first draft of the movie was like up. If you watch the video, it's called the journey through time. It's on YouTube. Yep. If you watch it, I did the first draft up to the point where like the first character, the barbarian meets the dark elf in the, um, in lava storm. And I watched it and it was fucking God awful. Like it just looked like a, uh, like a middle schoolers video project, like attempted a movie. Right. You know? So in that, in that very scene, right. When they're in lava storm, there's a shot where the barbarian dude waves his hand, yeah, you know, to be like, "Hey, what's up?" at the dark elf, and uh, that was a scene that like I learned how like movies, how shot for shots work, and it's like you know he raises his hand. You have to see the continuity and the next shot from her perspective. So I would like shoot at like him waving arm down, and then the next shot from her perspective. So it looked really janky, you know. There was no fluidity. Yeah. So I quickly saw the first draft, and I was like, "This looks like shit." And I, it just clicked right away, like, because you've been watching movies your whole life, so you realize what's missing. Right. So, like, I shot another version, and that's the version you see. That's what ended up being the final movie was, like, you know, like, <clears throat> I'd always have, like, an action leading into another shot, like, of the same scene. Right. Just to make it look like it, it flows a little more. It's stuff you don't even pay attention to, but if you try to make a movie, you just quickly realize, oh, shit, this is how they actually do it, you know? Right. And, um... <clears throat> As I was like introducing the characters, I was like sort of writing the story. Like, all right, we got a cleric comes in. What's they going to do? Are they going to resurrect somebody? You know, and like you have to like try to do it with these fucking emotes, man. It was like hard to, you know, try to get the story across and all this shit. Right. And then I did these video transitions <clears throat> where I'd go like from expansion to expansion where, you know, we're in Kunark. So I'll just use the warrior for an example, which was uh, my warrior. But, um, you know, I was like wearing all cobalt armor using my epics and then, you know, would fade into Velius, and then it would be like him wearing like warlord's armor with a primal and a fucking, you know, separate destruction or whatever. 
and then it was like this fading overlay, you know, uh, if you remember. And um, in order to do that, it was as janky as you can imagine. So I'd have to get the shot lined up, and then I'd use pieces of the interface to like to mark where the character was. So I'd be like, I take like my target window and put it on the top of his head, and I'd be like, all right, the head's here. And I take like something else and put it on his shoulders. And I'm like, all right, his shoulders have to hit this point in the UI, nice. you know? So I will, I do it like that. And then I do the shot and then I run, change my armor and everything, go to another zone and stuff. And I keep my UI the same and then go there and load it up, square it up. And then, you know, I did, I did a screen test for that where I was like standing in one spot with armor and without armor. And then I was like putting armor on one piece at a time and I was like clapping. It was nice. Like, it was dope. It looked like his armor just like fell upon him, like it came, like it came out of like you know the the ether. That's pretty was, cool. Yeah, and I was like, oh fuck, that's gonna work. That's gonna look sick. It sounds so almost up... like uh, like claymation, where you have to do like one frame and then yes. move it a little bit, and then very much like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just like told the basic story, but you know, my biggest. I'm like my own worst critic, you know, so I thought the video was shit, you know, I put all this time into it. It was like so hard to do. By the time we were done, like the last scene in the is like us in Frost Crypt and like we're like wiping, you know, it's like just cool footage, but like we're actually getting our asses fucking beat in there. And my ex wife at the time, she was like fucking bullshit. She's like, I'm done with this fucking video. <laughs> We've been working on it for like a week, you know what I mean? Right. I was like, I need, I need one more shot of us on a boat, like going to this island and the new expansion. She's like, fine. So we get on the boat and like the boat's lagging. I got like five characters on different computers all like lagged out. They're falling off the fucking boat into the ocean. She was like, I'm I'm literally I'm literally fucking done with this. She was a trooper. Like she did the whole thing with me, but she was just like, I'm fucking over it. So I got the last shot on the island. And I remember that night I went to 7-Eleven right after that to get like cigarettes and Diet Coke. Yeah. And I was like thinking, I would go, what if I win this thing? Like, you know, I was like. For a second, I was like, that video came out pretty dope. Like, I like I like watching it. Usually, I don't like my own shit. And um, I sent it in, and the next day, we had a, Kella was a member in our guild, and she had a, in with the developers or whatever, and she was like, they're passing your fucking video around the fucking uh, office at Sony. Nice. They love it. And I was just like, oh, shit, I think I'm going to win this thing. And and uh, the grand prize was an item named after you. Yeah. Plus, everybody got food named after them. So there's like, uh, this dude, Rediva had like a drink named after him and somebody else i forget but um so that's where the trailer rations were just part of that <clears throat> package of victory and uh and the item was not specified what item it was going to be right so right. so people were they were like they they heard my feedback they like what do you like what do you want for like an item you know i, I, I couldn't pick it but they were like what do you have in mind and i was like um i'd like a sword you know I'm like a warrior so I thought it was fitting to like, you know, every good warrior has like a sword named after him. You know what I mean? Like Excalibur right. or something, you know, or like a sword with a name, you know? Yeah. So I picked the name out and I like gave it some lore. Like, you know, I tried to be like, like if I was building like a D&D character or something and like, a, right. you know, and I knew what I wanted for a, um, for a, for a graphic. Like I knew I wanted that purple swords that the, that the giants had in frost crypt. Right. So I was like, I built the um, name around that. And then uh, they just gave me, there was the same stats as the um, short sword of magma from uh, Salteris at the time. Which was the best sword at the time, right? Yeah. And they added like one damage to it and some heroics maybe. And yeah. then they, they actually said they were going to update the sword every expansion to match, like to, to be that. 
for the best Warriors. So the next expansion they did changed the stats, and that was it, which I think yeah. was in seeds. I think it had the same stats as whatever the next Warrior-only sword was. I mean, it probably just upgrading at the one time was surprising to you, right? <laughs> I was shocked. They shocked. And, and when they upgraded it, the first time I had a click, it had the uh, Breath of Entragus. Not Breath. Um, I don't know. It was like a... It was the same click as the Warrior Breastplate, which was like a thousand point heal. Oh, yeah, yeah. They made it like a 3,000 point heal. Yeah. And I was like, when they upgraded the stats, I go, can you get rid of that effect? Like, and they're like, what do you want in there instead? And I was like, just invisibility. If you put like instant in- and everybody. Like, what? Dude, the liaison who was going between the devs, they were like, why would you want that? And the developers were like, are you sure? Are you sure you want that, dude? You can have, well, you know, a healer. So you're a warrior. Don't you want to heal? Do you want a rune? Do you want something? And I was like, no, I want instant invisibility. They saw no value in it. You know, now, if you've noticed, they have yet, they would not put it. There's literally like a, a bullet point to never put an instant invisibility item in the game ever again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's potions and my sword and, you know, they even nerfed the fucking, uh, circle of the shadow, you know, to not be instant. It's gotta be consumable or charged now. Yeah. 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 I have a cooldown. It's like a 15 second cooldown, but. I mean, when when do you have to cast invis? You know what I mean? It's, More than one time in in fifteen like seconds, twice maybe in my right. life. You know, yeah. But yeah, I love it because I knew that I knew eventually that it would just be an item. This is before items were placeable in houses, even right. So right. I knew it was just going to sit in my bank forever, right. unless I didn't make it an everyday item. You know, yeah. so I was like, what do I use every day? Invisibility all the time. So I was like, I'll always have it on me. I'll always be using it at least from inventory. You know, I'll always appreciate it. And I fucking love the thing. It's like my favorite. Like, you know, it's just uh I I appreciate it. I do not take it for granted. It's it's like one of my favorite one of my favorite things in the whole world. That's super cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I'm proud of it. So do you keep uh do you keep some trail rations on you at all times too? I, I usually do it to hand them out like a fucking corny. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like your Dwight business. Eisen, part. Like Dwight Eisenhower handed out his I like Ike buttons. Right. I hand out my fucking trail rations. That's so so often people will come up to me in, in game and they'll be like, your name's super familiar. Like, I think I played with you before. This happens all the time. Hmm. And I'm like, no, dude, it's just you have, you have my food in your inventory probably. And then I show them like, oh, that's what it is. And I'm like, yeah, yep. yeah, That's cool. That was, um. so that was like, I guess that, that sort of got me some notoriety that, that before that it was, it was funny. It was like, we didn't really, um, touch on it that much but the uh when i soloed nagafin and box of my monk that that was like the first time i got some like notoriety some like real attention on me but yeah. it was like through my fucking all you know what i mean like right techno destructive techno, yeah techno is like the one who <clears throat> who got like all the you know the and i thought that was by 15 minutes of fame in everquest at the time you know i remember looking at techno's magello and being like dude this level 52 monk has the fucking DODH mask. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stacked. It's that earring, that spirit light earring was the the sell for me because I could get a uh, had a slot three augment slot on it so I could put like a flying kick mod on it and shit. Oh, shit. So he, okay. I fucking, dude, I fucking got him the max void flagged even mm. just so I could get the best flying kick aug to go in his stupid ear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just like so I've taken that character to lengths to just be like, what's the best thing available to a level fifty two? You know, when yeah. I killed Maggie and Vox with him, he was like, when I sold them, his gear was like shit compared to what it is now. You know, now it's like oh. when I when I fight them, it's like a three minute fight, no heals really? needed. Yeah, I just what do you think them. would be so if you wanted to ramp it up? Like, could you kill 
Could you kill Sev or Talondor? Yeah, I wonder. So people were saying that after I did Nagi and Vox, they were like, oh, dude, go solo fucking Severalis or Talondor or something. And I was like, well, I mean, there's no point in soloing with a level 52. At the time, it would be impossible to solo them with a level 60. Right. You know what I mean? Like in that era, it would be like hard or whatever the max cap was, which was like yeah, probably 60 or 65. So I was like, well, I have a level 65 character that I couldn't solo. And this 52 monk certainly isn't going to. But now I've like sort of like been like, uh, I should just take Nacto on in some adventures and see what's how fucking high can I go with this little dude? You, right, you got to ride the lightning a little bit. Yeah. Can I kill Veneral Sithir maybe? You know, maybe he's, he's got like 16,000 hit points or something, right? Yeah, he's he's low HP. You could maybe do the uh, the Veneral Sathir that spawns from VSR. Yeah, he's a little bit weaker. Is he was his life tap not as bad? His life tap isn't as frequent. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that life tap is a motherfucker. Yeah, it'd be we tough. To, <laughs> like the the cast message I remember on that was, "You feel a tugging at your soul." Yeah, because we used to joke and be like, "You feel a tugging at your pants." Every time yeah. I think, "Come on, <laughs> I just get fucked." Everybody's dead. <laughs> right. Uh, he used to be brain. a big thing that like when it was um when it was contested and another guild had engaged him first you just taunt him and turn him on their raid and he just life tap like 50 times off the repost oh yeah 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 so many times he was a hard fight back in the day yeah when we used to fight him back in Vizel, like he would he would just like we'd have him down at 25 percent and be like right back to 100 yeah you know what i mean like yeah he felt unbeatable to me. That was the first raid I did where I was like, how the fuck do people kill this shit? Yeah. You know, I was with the endless and I was like, <sighs> I was like, how did they make these fights impossible? You know what I mean? That's what right. I thought. But tracking on the same thing. He was like another one who track is, is fucking hard, man. Track he's, is not an easy dragon. Yeah. He's really hard now on TLP servers because yeah. uh, that, you know, they have this buff mitigation of the mighty. Sure do. Yeah. So dude tracks uh life tap fucks you up even at 60 like basically tanks have to change how they how they play like you go like full mr gear and you can resist the life tap really? otherwise it could be a bumpy ride because his, his damage is just so spiky with the life tap proc his hits and working that poison ae in there yeah and that teleport crazy. he still does that right now well, he does but fuck it like we we pull tracking on to the banish point so he That's... teleports you and you're right so you there dane, you dane him you dane yeah. frost reaver him exactly exactly <laughs> the same thing it sucks a lot more pulling track there but yeah yeah, but it negates that whole bullshit. Right, takes the whole thing out. Now, if you um, if you fight the fabled Trachanon mm-hmm. in an instance, like in an AOC or whatever, he ports you to the open world zone. So he's like impossible. He's oh. not impossible, but he's really hard to kill the so fabled like, version. Oh my god, that's fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Literally could fix that? another zone. Uh, I'm sure they could, but like, that's I don't know if anyone reported it, you know? That's an oversight. That's not intentional, I'm sure. There's so many bugs where I encounter it, and I'm like, I would like this to be fixed, but I don't I don't want to fix it enough for me to take the time to post it on the forums. Yeah, 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 so, definitely. Plus, those kind of bugs would be at the bottom of the uh, scratch list, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Where, tra- where the Fable tracking on teleports you? Right. Yeah, that's going to the bottom of the pile. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's, he's, a, he's a mob for fucking one month out of the year, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's killing him. So, um, did you guys do Vishant's Peak back in those early days? So, that's a good question, dude. It's funny, like, on Vizel, like, you know, that came out in uh, December 22nd, 
2000, right, right when Velius was about to be released. Right. So and do you even bother doing that whole key quest when you know the loot's going to suck? Fuck no. I think V. I think in Virtue did the key quest. I think they did Vishan's Peak as like a novelty. Mm. So I did Vishan's Peak with when I was in Promethean Order. We were like, we were, you know, in in uh, Planes of Power at that point. And we did it as a novelty because so many people had never seen Vishan's Peak, including it's myself. Cool yeah, wicked cool. The original version. Oh, and I'll tell you something else. This is a funny EQ story, just for historic purposes. Yeah. So one time in like two thousand fucking seven, I get a tell from Dalmoth, and he's like, "You have a VP key?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "The original one?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Get to VP real quick." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I go to VP. He goes, "They accidentally patched live VP over." This is after VP had been nerfed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They patched the old zone with everything in it. If you use the old VP key, you clicked in, and now you're in the original VP with the items that originally dropped that no longer drop in the game. Hmm. So me and Downloth fucking ran through VP and got all these items that, like, I got a uh, what's that robe that like warriors can wear? Robe of the Azure Sky. Yeah, 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 the OG one. So I ended up getting that well after v- VP had been nerfed. But yeah, they now patched they- that old thing live. Now they put uh, they put all that shit on Elder Ekron in the the revamped zone, so you still have a way to get it. Yeah, there's um. So in the revamped zone, I actually spent some time in there when housing came out. I wanted mm. that Spirit of Wolf dagger. Oh yeah, and yeah. All those little forward. minis. Yeah, all those minis that are like in the hallway. Yeah. If you if you kill them enough, they, you'll find out they all drop. So I actually updated the Alakazam's website with all the info from these new drop sources. Because yep. they were, it wasn't recorded there, but like Elder Akron and um, I can't think of the other ones, but they all drop older shit. Yeah, you know if you kill them, I ended up getting because they were like people were like, oh, this doesn't drop since the revamp. Yeah, they had like a newer version of it or something. The aged, yeah, they just put aged in front of each one. But you got you it. Know, the loot still sucked when it came out, so no one ever got a lot of it. Yeah, it's a weird zone. It's the zone is fucking difficult as shit. Oh yeah. But they have those those like wandering worms that respawn in like a minute and shit. I mean, it was yeah. when we did it in Planes of Power, it was hard. That was yeah. a hard fight. And I remember like wiping to the hallway mobs. You know what I mean? Yeah, was, the trash is real, dude. It all dispels you and shit too. Like yeah, Hoshkar. Yeah. Like some of the fights were tough too, especially in era Hoshkar. Man, with that, he's got the Gornair slow, but it's a disease slow and yeah, just beats you up. Um, remember when um. Do you remember when um, Severalis used to drop the green, when he dropped green dragon scales as the only source? Yeah. I remember there was like a patch message where they were like, hey, this is typical Sony, right? Or Varant. They're like, hey guys, we heard your complaints and there's another source for green dragon scales in the game. You're welcome. Right. And everybody's like, what is it? I remember logging in that day. They were like, oh, it's the fucking seahorses around Finney. We're like, oh, sweet. We thought we were going to get all these green dragon. Yeah, who knows why? But we went there to get them, right? And then, like, in a, in a couple of days, it comes out. It's fucking Hoshkar. Yeah. Not even Woshi in, in fucking Awakening Land or whatever. Like, you know, that would be a reasonable, you know, they put it in fucking Hoshkar behind that keyed fucking zone. Right. The hardest like, dragon in the keyed zone yeah. with, like, the most tedious key to get in all of EverQuest. Yeah. Oh, my God. Worse than VT. Way worse um, than VT. Remember Ain't that soul. big room in... um. And VP, cool where though. they have the banners, and the banners have screenshots from the EverQuest opening movie with Vishan flying around and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I have that trailer saved on my computer. Nice. But yeah, dope. And then they do that again in TOV. They have the screen, all those screenshots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, TOV. There's like Vox in, like, in her lair. Like, why yeah. would there be a painting of Vox in her lair? You know what I mean? Because like, she's she's banished there. Why would they? <laughs> right. Nagafin, too. 
Right, yeah. You want to hear another cool, like, one-off historical EverQuest story since that's 100%. what we're doing here? Yeah. When I was killing Techno, I mean, when I was with Techno killing Nagafin one time. So after I soloed Nagi and Vox with him, I, I had, it was like a la carte, you know, those guys on a platter. Nobody else was killing them. Right. And, and the servers were get, crashing and being patched and rebooted constantly back then. Mm. So I was like, I must have killed them, dude, in my life, probably 500 times. Who fucking knows? But out of those 500 times, one time I was killing Nagafin and, and, uh, with Techno. And I'm just sitting there beating the shit out of him. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he starts reciting his Sleeper's Tomb script. Like when Carafrim gets awakened. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. It was sick. I wish I still had the screenshot from it because I, I lost that whole era of screenshots like 2003-ish. Hmm. But yeah, he's all of a sudden he starts going like, Lady Vox, we'll be together, reunited once again. And I forget exactly what he says, but I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? But yeah, he started reciting his Carafrim text. That's I don't amazing. know what, what made him do it, but it was a cool moment. I was like, screenshotting the shit out of it you know so few people have ever seen that you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. unbelievably rare i was just watching level up larry's um coverage of when Firm was awakened on one of the servers P99, and, um, probably yeah i think it was 99 and um you know everybody goes to sky shrine to go watch Firm rampage through there fight yellow like, yeah and it's the biggest zone he walks through the whole fucking thing kills all those and it's like, yeah, like you said, man, I mean, that's only happened how many times? Like how many EverQuest servers have they been? That's Right. It's probably been know? like 35, 40 at the most. Right. And most of the time, nobody's ever seen it. Yeah. Idiot. You know, now we're going to see it. But um, I don't think anybody even knows like every location Cover Firm goes to or all that happens in the in the entire world when that when that event goes down. Right. You know, who knows it? There's probably Rogan and... Um, those other dudes who run 99, they could probably dip in the code and check it out. Yeah, Nilbog. Yeah, Nilbog. There's a, there's a, a post somewhere on some forum somewhere that has all of Carafirm's dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the dialogue everybody said. Like, the whole thing is typed out. But Well, you know, they've recently discovered new dialogue in the old zones. Really? Yeah. This guy, uh, one of these guys went, he made like 200 lines of text. Because you know how the old school EQ... You could just say random words, and and some of those words were keywords, and they would respond to them. Yeah, and they weren't even always in brackets. He right. went to all the classic NPCs in the starting zones, all the guards and shit. Yeah, and he, and he just pressed a button and had it shit out all two hundred uh, text. What a brilliant motherfucker! And and there was some crazy stuff. Um, let me let me pull up one of them really quick, if you don't yeah. mind waiting a second. Yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. You pull that up to fill the fill the air time. All right, I did go. something. I did something similar with um, the plane of mischief cards because I'm probably I don't know if I'm the only person, but I, I got to be. If I'm not the only person, I'm one of the only persons with a full set of plane of mischief cards. I actually have like yeah. two full sets. So nice. after I made all that shit, I still had I still kept like a full deck plus some. Okay. So when do you remember when they rediscovered three new recipes? It was like the it's the cleric mask that has the barbarian illusion on it. And, yes. And two other items was like a sword and like a two emblon or some shit yeah 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 so they found like three new card combos um so i went through i made like an excel file and i calculated every possible combination that doesn't produce anything yet and i went through and i mashed every single card combination just to see and god there's nothing but right. i'm so bummed i wanted to discover something but there's nothing damn or they could be in the recipes just not enabled i think that's what happened with those last three items i think the recipes were in the game but they weren't enabled and they just had to like flip them on and then right. they could produce something, you know? Yeah. 
Do you have it there? Do you find I it? I do. I do. So this is from a uh, shout out to El Raz, great dude who did all this hard work. But uh, do you know what Tuner Boss is? No. Oh. Okay. So apparently in EQ lore, there was an ancient tree on Antonica. And supposedly all the forests in Norath came from this tree. Okay. Something destroyed it. They don't know what. Um, it was called Tunarbos, T-U-N-A-R-B-O-S. Okay. And it's like mentioned two times. If you do like the nitrates in the assassin quest, yeah. they mention the unkept druids keep like burnt wood to represent that tree or something. No shit. And then this guy goes up to Crystal Aspen and says, who is the great Tunarbos? And she, she just randomly like responds and says... Long ago, centuries before the Combine era even, there grew a great tree upon Norath. It stretched to the stars and was as wide as the span of Erud's crossing. From the roots of this tree sprung all the woodlands of Norath. An unknown force struck it down. Some say it was the great dragon Vishan. Whatever the, whatever the force, the great Tunarbas was shattered, lost forever. Now the wood chips lie scattered across the face of Norath, to hold a shard of the great tuner boss is to hold the hand of Tuner. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. And there's like a hundred other things in this list that are kind of like that. Where I mean, uh, where is that? Um, it's on the the Alcabor Project forums now. If you want to, okay. I'll, I'll send you the link after this. But I mean, oh, it's really Mac, incredible. Is that the Mac fucking recreation for the Mac server? Alcabor? Yes, it is. Yep. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. Do you know I was like I really wanted to play in that server when it, before they took it down because it was the only place that the original Plane of Mischief still existed. Well, you know, uh, I mean the they they rebuilt it pretty well with that project. It's yeah, it's like 100 good. They released the database; it's open source now. Um, Sick. So I it's started, basically like P99 with Planes of Power and right, ex- and exactly that. So I just started streaming on there because it has the original Stone UI. Like, and oh yeah. It's older than the Titanium client. You can actually connect to it with a Trilogy client. So you're just like, it's exactly the EverQuest that you remember when you were a kid, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like you remember when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, nine years old. So wait, it has the old, old stone UI, like the mm-hmm. 640 by 480 UI still? Yes, like I've been streaming it in 640, and I stretch it like through some bullshit, and then I stream it at 1440p. But what no I shit. see, yeah, what I see is 640. So like, I walk out into the, the North Canos newbie yard and the draw distance is cut down so low that I'm like, I turn around and I can't see anything in any direction except for trees and rats. You know what I mean? It is <laughs> I do exactly know what you mean, yeah. like what you remember. It's got the real darkness and everything. Why? What do you mean the real darkness? Like, like remember how when you were a human, you couldn't see shit? Yes. It's, it's really like that. You know how P99, they tried to recreate it? But remember on P99, they recreated it using advanced light. So when you would go into high keep, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I can't see anything. I'm blind because yeah, it's right. so bright. Yes. This has the real deal. Like, it's truly the, the darkness exactly fuck. as you remember it. Do you know, bro, I was just thinking about this. I didn't know about that. But I was just looking at the screenshots I posted last night. And it was that screenshot of me uh, putting a cobalt breastplate in the trade window. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out what zone I was in. And was I was like... Keep? And while I was looking at the uh, the little picture on the side, you know what I mean, of the yeah, old yeah. UI, and like uh, there was a little spot above the inventory window, and it's I was in Sebelus, but uh-huh. I was like, I was like looking at the lighting in there, and I'm like, I think that they changed the lighting in oh, the, yeah. that, the way that it in the old lighting in original EverQuest. I was thinking, that I had this whole thought today was sick as fuck. It had like a coloring gradient to it that was like really dope. Oh but yeah. I bet when, you know, these guys, these developers who make the game, like new technology comes out, they just switch to that and they're like blown away by it because it looks cool. 
but when you you know when time kind of goes down and you put the two next to each other, it's the original lighting actually look cooler. Oh yeah, different tech like different technology. Maybe it doesn't work in the new DirectX. I don't know how to make it work or whatever what the technicalities are. But I remember lighting in EverQuest looking so sick, like the coloring and like uh, Najana and shit like that. Dude, look at your plan of fear pictures that you posted the other day, right? Like, look how. It, part of why EverQuest was scary is because you could not see everything. Yes. Like nowadays, you can go into Plane of Fear, sit on the west wall, and besides like trees being in your way, you can see all the way to the east wall. Yeah, you're Back right. The day there was like a, a red wall, you know what I mean? Just of like fog. Yes, your clip plane was not as uh, robust as it is now. Right. I can remember hunting, hunting the ancient Cyclops in, in South Row. And I remember putting my clip plane up all the way and it like, you know, it, it showed you like more of the zone, but you're right. Like in the distance, it would eventually chop up, it would just fade out. You know what right. I mean? Yep. And, and, and he, you'd have to run around the whole zone to make sure that you didn't miss him. You know what I'm saying? You can oh, just yeah. sit in the middle of the zone and literally see every zone wall, like from the fucking grass to the fucking Canyon. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. I miss that dude. I miss that a lot. Tac P has that. It's got that same, that same. That's the Alcabor. Yeah, the Alcabor project. It feels it's it's really awesome. Now here's the the kick in the pants. Yeah. Um, when we played EQ back in the day, there was no mouse scroll, so you're like pretty much stuck with first person on Tac P, which I'm cool with. I like it, but yeah. I'm so I am really used to like I, you get on EverQuest. You first thing you do is scroll backwards on your mouse wheel, yep. and you have that nice third person view. Yeah, none of that shit exists. You're like back in the the old day, like you got shit. your little box. My dude, you just remind. I forgot about that. Yeah. So now I'm so accustomed to playing, and you and you're right. I log in and I'm constantly scrolling first, third, first, third, first, third, depending on what I'm doing. You know what I right. mean? It's part right. of my it's part of my movement system. You know. You like left click, hold it down, and rotate your camera around and see all the shit that doesn't yep. work. Can't do so that. So I I used to map my camera button. Okay, so remember I was telling you about Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight. Yeah, yeah. So, so back then in that game, your camera your first person third person view is f1 yeah so i remapped when i started playing eq i remapped all my keys to be jedi knight keys the same keys you uh -huh. know? so like f4 used to be like the back to to heal yourself you know so yep. i changed that f4 is like nearest npc you know what i mean like yeah so i just use the same keys that i use then because that's what i was accustomed to so you're fucking right and if you go and look at some of my screenshots you see a lot of them from above like overhead view if you've noticed yeah it'll be like me so back in the day you couldn't tell how, you know, the big thing, like when you, before you had proc weapons and shit, your proximity to the enemy was, was paramount to how, who he was going to attack. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you, you had to be as close as you could to an NPC. And I figured out like above camera view is what gets you the, so you know how close you are. You know, you couldn't tell in first person. Right. You're just like third person. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you can in, in above camera view, you can get right up on that motherfucker. So yeah. a lot of my screenshots, it, it, like when I'm fighting something, you'll be from above, you know. But yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember hitting that F1 key like click, 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 like three times to get to that view or whatever. Yep. I, I used to cycle through it like that. Oh, I forgot about that, man. Is it like um an Alcabor? Is it like two bags open only at a time and all that shit? I haven't tried to open. You know, I'm like. I'm playing like permadeath and I can only like get items myself. So I haven't I even that. acquired three bags yet. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> struggling out here. Yeah. Permadeath is hard enough, dude. You're really going to make it so you can't be handed items. Yeah. Nope. Oh, dude. That's like two big challenges in one. 
Yeah, and I'm playing a, well, I'm playing a Necro, so it's a little bit easier. I used to do it as a Paladin. That shit's yeah. hard. Paladins yep. are like not built for that. Yeah, at least you have Fane Death. I guess yeah. Monk. Is Monk and Necro, you think they're the best for permadeath? Um, Monk sucks because they just don't have the abilities. Like they won't die, you know what yeah. I mean? But Necro is uh, definitely the best. After Necro, yeah. I would say um, Mage, Enchanter, Shaman. All SK, no? SK, yeah. SK's good, yeah, because their nukes are worthwhile. And they have Fane Death, so that's pretty mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Cleric is surprisingly strong. Really? Oh yeah, man. The if you go the undead route, their nukes no. are just Yeah. Yeah, the mana the mana ratio to those nukes is fucking Yeah, powerful. Cash. And they wear plate, you know what I mean? So Yeah. I'm gonna have to try I saw that and I also saw your eight hour like one through fifty marathon. Did oh, you that's make it? That was a twenty I what did we do? We did like twenty five or twenty eight hours for Oakwind. Yeah. No, is we, that what that was? Yeah. Every time a new server comes out, I stream like a one through fifty rush. Yeah. Um normally I win. I'm like the you know, my group is the first the first one to fifty. This time one of my buddies won, Kagadin. I did an interview with him earlier in the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um but he's he's one of the, if not the best levelers in, in EverQuest right now. Really? So no shame What's, to lose to him. He's got a lot of methods like that he does he keep them to himself or is he just efficient? He's just super efficient. When we did a we did a group together a couple servers ago, and there yeah. was not even a group within like four or six hours to us. No like, shit. We got the first fifty, then we went to sleep. We woke up, and there was no other fifties. No shit. Yeah, it was people insane. were pushing for it. Yeah, people, people were, were trying people to make were going. For it. Yeah, it was like a competitive server. Um, I love it. Actually, we got we got the server first fifty. Then we went as a six man group and get the got the server first Finny kill, and that was Finny with mitigation of the mighty, and we had no tank. Oh fuck! Really? Yeah. So what we did, dude, was charm a cold spine seahorse. No, nah, man, because uh, mitigation of the mighty mobs will not fight pets; they'll just ignore them. Oh no! So shit. What we remembered was Finny one can be stunned, and two he can be messed. So right. we would we pulled him up. We got I didn't know that we got him. We messed him, and we would we parked all of our pets right next to him, and I we had two enchanters and three mages. And I would count one, two, three, nuke. And as soon as the nuke button went off, the enchanter started casting uh, Mez. So Finny would get hit, Mez uh, would break, and he would get instantly remezzed. That is sick. It took us 30 minutes, and then we, we killed him, and they patched it so he can no longer be mezzed. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, love it. But when I was streaming that, dude, I had 815 people watching me. I bet. That's so fucking great, dude. That shit got nerfed quick. Oh, my God. Fucking salute to you. That is a great method. I, you so know, I, we knew conceptually it was one of those things where like this on paper should work, but who knows if that shit will work in reality. Yeah. And it's definitely one of my favorite EQ memories. You know what I mean? To I have done it. That's a great dude. An 850 on a stream too. Yeah. That's fucking wonderful. Yeah, that, was how the, that was how the Nagafin and Vox solo came to be. It was one of those things that was on paper. So we used to do these. I used to lead these little level like twink raids on Vox for res sticks when I was in Promethean order. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would twink techno out and I was like noticing he was like, you know, starting to become a little badass. Right. And then I was like, I was like, I had a, I had a buddy who played a cleric and I was like, Hey, bind in here, you know? And like, I'll, I'll t like after everybody left, you know, I, we went the next week, just the two of us. And I was like, I just want to see if I can last 10 seconds against Vox. You know what I mean? Right. So then I, and I was like, and if you can complete heal me, you should have enough time to like gate back, get another complete heal rolling hit me rinse repeat you know what i mean yeah and uh and he did and it worked and then i was like oh shit so how much damage am i taking i started calculating it and i was like and then i was like 
just so, so happened we were killing the Avatar of War around that time, like yeah. our first AOW kills. And somebody, some shaman, was like, hey, this this buff is a little bit better than Brel's, and it was the stinging war potions. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah. And it, and it put a 300 hit point buff on you, but also healed the difference. So it didn't just give you 300 hit points and not fill it in. It would fill it in. So if you already had the buff on you when you hit it, it's just a 300 hit point heal. Right. And I was like, bing. It just like a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, some obscure fucking potion. I was starting to save prayers of life in blade stoppers. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like the shit from these Nagafin kills to heal myself. But when that stinging war thing, it just coincidentally that it, so then I, I was like, you know, all you need to make those is like ice giant toes and some other viable shit. Way easier, yeah. And uh, ice giant toes can be a bitch to farm, you know what I mean? Because ice giants that respawn sucks. So yeah. I just found everybody that was killing ice giants on Vizel at the time, like, you know, a couple druids souling, like one mob, you know. And like some shaman and uh yeah i was like just sell me all your toes you know and like and then i had some shaman making me the potions and nice. he figured out i was like really hush hush about it because i was like you know i in my mind i'm like well if i thought of it somebody else surely has thought of it so as soon right. as i had the idea i was like i'm gonna lose this race yeah yeah it's a race against nobody you know what i mean because right. i think somebody else is gonna discover it you know yeah and this dude who was making me, I didn't want anybody in my guild making me the potions because I was afraid they would know what I was up to, you know, because yeah. so I had this like shaman dude, I wish I could remember his name, but he would like, we'd meet at like Stern Bear Jumper, whoever the NPC's name is out in the ever, middle of Everfrost yeah, and, and the Tundra. And uh, I'd, he'd like give me all the potions and shit. And then the last day before I was about to do it. He goes, you're going to go solo one of these fucking Vox, aren't you? And I was like, oh, shit. He, like, figured it out, you know? Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> of course, I just need 500 of these potions. Shut up. <laughs> I need 10 bags of 10 charge fucking stinging war potions for life. Right. Forever. But, yeah, he figured it out. And I was like, shh, don't tell anybody, dude. I'm just about to grind some polar bears down there, man. No big deal. Yeah, right. I'm going to fucking – I want to – get that sick bear pit experience yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. bear pit xp but that's funny so so in in the other thing you reminded me of when you talk about that finny kill was on paper these things that you come up with and you're like and this is why i love everquest because of its limitations and challenges like you know you you can i just love that finny thing that you just said is like i fucking love that yeah like that's what i love about everquest is like when you can all these spells that are available to you in the database the way the NPCs behave, all these abilities, you can come up with some pretty wild shit after a while. You stare at this game long enough. So when um, the old man McKenzie missions yep. came out, and uh, you those monster missions where you go back and fight Nagafin or whatever, yeah, I ended up soloing Nagafin there with these those stupid monster model. You know, I didn't solo it; I was like three boxed it. Right. So I did it with. Did I two box it or three box? I think I three boxed it. Basically, all I did is I played two enchanters and a cleric. That's it. Right. And then I charm fire giants with these enchanters. And then you just roll CHs on the giants? No, not even because then you would get immediately summoned and killed by the the, the cleric would. Oh, yeah. So as soon as you got an, an NP, as soon as a PC gets on his aggro list, he summons and then the plan is. So what I would do is I would send one in, just one, and let him beat it down until about 25%. Then I would send in the other pet. Now, if mm -hmm. you sent in a third pet, he would start summoning NPCs, sorry, PCs for some reason. Hmm. So it's a two pet limit. So basically, I would send one in, let it get down to 25%, then send the other guy in to get his attention, then uncharm that dude, let him come running back, charm him, 
complete heal him when he's off aggro. Right. You know what I mean? And then rinse, repeat. And I would just, I was like, you know, single three boxing the mission, like constantly. And I got all the clickies from it and shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it, it, but the problem with that was is uh, you needed 13 people to – you needed 13 players in the task to zone in or lo- or to loot the chest. That's what it was. So they figured out either if I or some other people were doing shit like this, <laughs> and they made it so you had to have two full groups or more, like, you know, 13 people. That kind of sucks, yeah. So loot the fucking chest. So you could kill them, but you couldn't get the loot. So then I had to fucking – I would literally be boxing 13 characters nice. in the task. You know what I mean? Like, right. just to go loot the chest, it was a bitch. Same thing when I had to kill, like, when I was boxing, like, Aeony Row with the mm. fetters and shit. Oh, I'd God, like, that's the worst mechanic ever. The worst mechanic ever, dude. Worst. And yep. I, I'd be boxing fucking, like, 20 characters. Or yep. whatever the max, like, cycle results to, 10 characters or whatever. Every expansion has to have at least one really shit fight, like Warden Hanvar, where you're just mm-hmm. standing there waiting, or like uh, Breakneck, Breakneck, dude, fuck that uh, fight. Fuck that fight and its fucking broken neck. Yeah. It's usually Event 6 is that. I made a, yeah. I made a whole write-up about Event 6 is they cannot get an Event 6 right. Right. I used to say, I like, wrote like, just make a five-event end zone because you guys fucking get to an Event 6 and you eat your shit. Yeah. No. Everyone's bugged. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Is you that the back. one Absor gets every time? Probably. Right. <laughs> Probably. All right, man. This, this has been really awesome. Where can people find you if they want to check out more of your content? Yeah. Um, so if you go to my Instagram, which is like Quarkin's EverQuest screenshots, you'll find yep. it. And I'll put um, the link in, in our description here too. So people can just click that and check it out. Nice, bro. And um, on there, I have a link in my bio that links to most of my EverQuest stuff. Okay. You know, it's like spread out around the web. So... I'll tell you like what's that's where you can find like my stuff and I stream every once in a while, but I announce it on Instagram when I stream. So okay. I haven't been streaming much. I used to stream more. I'm going to be streaming again. So you trying to figure out what I want to do. I might pick it up my 189 episode adventure and pick it up from level 50 and keep it going now. Yeah. Season or two. start, uh, start the even more excellent adventure on tack P with that stone UI. <laughs> I know that is, that is fucking, that is intriguing. That's tempting. But the, um, the last thing I want to say is, um, so uh, I got a podcast that's coming out. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it's um, it's talking about most of the stuff we talked about today, just like a little more detail. Okay. And it's uh, really going through my ever the Instagram page with these screenshots and sort of like retelling a lot of these like memories I have because the Instagram write up is like limited to 2200 characters. That's why you got to read like 10 comments. Yeah. 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 I fucking hate it. So I'm like. I'm just going to get like a little audio and there's a video component that goes with it too. So it'll like, if you've never played EverQuest before, you'll be able to f- sort of follow along and see what I'm talking about. That's you awesome. It's yeah. So it's, it's called Quarkin tells you and it's, uh, and I got the intro video of the intro down and everything. It's pretty, I've been wanting to release it, but I'm waiting, you know, until the time is right. Okay. Okay. But, uh, so that's what, that's what you can expect from me next. I should say. I'm super excited for it, man. I can't wait. Thanks, brother. And this has been great, dude, talking to you. I mean, you're a fucking, you're a a treasure to the EverQuest community, I'll say. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I mean, really what you're doing is fucking, I was just saying this to somebody recently and I said it to my girl tonight. I said, uh, you know, EverQuest, I don't know if it's because of the culture of the community or if it's a competition or whatever, but the, you know, the players of the game aren't celebrated the way they should be. Right. They're not. and, 
and the history that people have done in this game should be recorded and it's not right and i was i mean i am a fucking fangirl of uh Fuhrer and tiggle and all those old school guild leader guys yeah. you know what i mean and um i just feel like after their era was over people just didn't give enough of a shit so i feel like what you're doing is you're doing god's work my friend <laughs> keep people are forgetting this shit man we got to get it down yeah before it's gone forever you know yeah, we're, we're also we're getting old as shit man my knees hurt in the morning so like because <laughs> i don't know it could be like tomorrow it's funny it's like my memory sucks i have no short-term memory anymore but i remember all this shit and i'm like i that's what's prompted me to do this instagram i'm like i gotta get these memories down before i forget them forever yeah. so along with the podcast is also like i said i got the link in my bio and my instagram to all my shit i'm gonna like i said earlier i'm gonna have a i'm, build, I'm building a website right now that's gonna have everything in one spot Awesome. And it'll be all Can't things, wait. all things QXX, which you know, all ten of my fans can go and, and check out. You got to do uh, occasional news my... updates. Throw those shots still. Yeah, of course. You know, you know, a couple of shots across the front of somebody's bow. But I'll have right. all the old ones in there from ROI, Triality, Techno stuff. You know, the Instagram page will be replicated on there with no character limit and everything. And then perfect. And, and then I'll have like the front page is already designed to be like a. Uh, it's got to pull from my fourteen thousand screenshot archive. I'll be like, on this day in EverQuest and just pop up to some random screenshot, you know? You know, Legacy of Steel uh, did that with their website for a while. It's gone now, but they had like 10 years ago today in Legacy of Steel and boom, it was their their latest news post back then. Fuck, and it's gone? It's gone. Dude, I can't believe I didn't even know that it was, I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, I forget who maintained it, but it was it was good. I used to love that. I, I was a nameless, I'm a nameless guy, so... Yeah, I would occasionally go through and find. Remember, they used to always post the tells that they got the haters. Yes, yeah, I yeah, used yeah. To find my little hate tells on there and be like, "That was me. I was ten <laughs> years old." <laughs> I did one too. I sent one to Tiggle, and nice. I and I got on there, and I was like, "That was my." I thought that was my fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah, right. But I used to check their updates. Yeah, I'm such a fucking, I'm such a geek for that shit, dude. When uh, so, when Planes of Power came out, I know we were just about to wrap it up, but I got it. Yeah, yeah. When Planes of Power came out, I was like eleven years old or or something. And I remember uh, spamming like who all 65 to try to find out who's the first guy. And on nameless, it was some ranger. I don't remember his name, but I was like, 11 year old me, I sent him a tell. I was like, wow, you're 65. Do you have a life? And he responded to me. He's like, I'm going to think about you later when I'm fucking my girlfriend. Does that is that a perfect way to sum up EverQuest and end this? That is. Yeah, that is. That is it in a nutshell. All right, folks. This has been a great episode. Please check out all the Quirk and stuff. It, it really is amazing. Come out to my stream. We're streaming regularly now, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday. Come check it out. And uh, Quirk, and thank you so much, dude. This, this has been, been great. my pleasure, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, bro.